Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, September 8th, 2022. Today on the Ether, part one of a two part CFI space How to Run a Cult. Let's take a listen. I'll uh, uh, message you back at some point, but like, uh, yeah, I can definitely kind of help out with that. But the, uh, in general, though, like Juno, like if, you'd, if you had to compare it to say like a country or something like that, like, what is the actual philosophy of it? Like, is it like, in other words, it's a bunch of communists, a bunch of libertarians. It's like, like, is it a bunch of, uh, um, you know, people that are like, uh, like what are, what are the people that started Juno into? Does that, does that, uh, make sense? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm qualified nor comfortable, like attaching a, a political sort of leaning to it, but I totally get what you're asking. And sort of you're talking about like the ethos of various chains or some of specialties, privacy, NFTs, whatever. One of the reasons I fell in love with Juno is because I've been in crypto for a really fucking long time, like before Ethereum came around. And Juno's ethos is sort of like the core of the original Web3 ethos, like truly decentralized, truly open. Tons of small teams trying like weird shit out, um, very organic, like grassroots. Now, obviously, it does come with some downsides, which I don't want to get into, but it's actually part of why we made What's up? Oh, you're better now. You were cutting it out. Oh, hold on. Let me. Yeah, this might be a little better. Sorry, I was in the kitchen. Um, how much? How much was cut out? <laughs> I, I heard no, all no, that. no, no. You're good. I heard everything. Okay, cool. Yeah, so like just very like the sort of definition of why Web3 and blockchain got popular in the first place. Uh, and it's just been so fascinating to me, like how that is kind of foreign to some people who are in Web3. Um, for example, like I was pretty involved with both Terra prior to the crash and Cosmos. So when the crash happened, I like talked to a lot of teams on both sides, helped some like terror projects make connections, that sort of thing. Um, and there was like one guy in particular, crazy smart guy, way more qualified than I, like building an amazing project. Um, one of the leads, I don't want to like say which or what. And they were talking to me about Juno and I forget the exact phrasing, but he said something like, uh, we haven't heard, or how do, how do we talk to the Juno guys? I think something like that. And I was just like, what do you mean the, the Juno guys? There's no like Do Kwan. There's no like TFL. I mean, there's Core One, who's like the founding devs that started it. And they certainly do sort of help out and, and shepherd it a lot still since it's so young. But they don't have the power to do something like the Ethereum Foundation would or TFL. And sorry, I'm kind of multitasking here. Um, it was just really interesting because I saw this kind of look wash over his face, this like kind of realization or like a kind of a clicked moment where he's like, oh, like we did not 
know that we did not understand that but like um, let's let's say you don't have like a central thing right uh yeah. like let's say like for right now uh in another space uh there was a question that came up like oh luna classic uh who's actually like uh fixing shit on it who is actually going to implement uh the will of the community uh it's one thing to vote on some stuff it's another thing for someone to actually you know maybe code it or make major changes or upgrade it right so like in in Juno, it does it it doesn't have some sort of like core team. I mean, like is any system that's not like just like like let's say for example, there's a system that you never change it again. It just is what it is, right? I could understand it being like uh, like not centralized in that sense, or you know, there's nobody that can actually like log in and you know change it or something, right? The but if there's people making upgrades and or implementing upgrades and all that, like isn't doesn't that represent some level of centralization? And at that point, like, wouldn't you need to know what, like, what the, um, like, I don't know, like, what the, uh, you know, what the focus of that group is? Like, let's say, for example, like, I wanted to start a, a blockchain, and um, it turns out that I want to form a cult, and uh, that cult is going to collect, um, you know, a bunch of leaves, and uh, I'm going to collect all those leaves and like sh shove them down Adonis's throat so he dies, right? So something weird, like, so basically, um, you know, like you, you have these, like, what is the mission or whatever of a team that comes together? And it's always like, uh, like, oh yeah, we have this like web three thing going on, but like half the time you don't know exactly, um, like the style and the, the concept of the people involved and in, in what they want. Like if you say, okay, like, well, we're, you know, mostly just a bunch of, uh, libertarians that got together and we're doing this or oh, like, you know, there's there's a few of us, we're liberals and we like this because of X, Y, and Z, uh, right? You see what I'm saying? Like, um, uh, what, I'm, what I'm having a harder time with these, like, uh, chains is, like, if you don't have a concept of the ethos, then what happens is, as it gets to a certain scale, what ends up happening is, is, like, you know, some sort of divisiveness comes along and, like, nobody knows, uh, like, which direction everything should go. And uh, that, that's what I was asking about, like, you know, what kind of, like who is behind Juno, like most of the projects on it, what are, what is their like economic and like, Yeah, and also my, my question some, uh, also adds up to that, uh, which would be how is the the funding going on in, at Juno? I'm not familiar with that. Like oh. how are you going to onboard a new, new developers and projects? That's what, an awesome example, actually. Structure? Yeah, that is a perfect example. So, for example, uh, when the Terra Collapse happened, as many of you might have heard, uh, Juno people put together a sort of Terra Dev Fund. It's what let Loop come over, Lavana, a couple other projects. Um, I'm trying to get it to have Angel Protocol come over because we love them. Um, but so that's a perfect example because that was just done by a community member and now a validator. But back then, like, uh, Kevin Gerson and many others he had help with, but he sort of just like had this idea, pioneered uh, sort of grassroots talking to people about it, put up a governance proposal to say like, hey, we need some funds from the community pool, uh, which is a pool that, you know, can only be touched by governance um, to set and up. How's the community down. pool um, increasing? Say again. How is the uh, community pool itself uh, funded? Mm, well, it had an initial uh, like funding at the onset, um, and I don't think 
I don't know if it currently so has drying out or what? generation. Is it just drying out or what? It might be. I'm not sure. I know that the a majority of it went to the Terra Terra Dev Fund, um, or at least like close to half or something like that. I'm not really sure on the intricacies there. I'm not sure if the community set up any kind of like yield generation or if there's some kind of reflections with staking. I probably should know. Um, but yeah, just not sure. Hmm. Yeah. Like it, so, these are the kind of like nebulous things that, um, like, uh, I think people have a hard time figuring out, like, what blockchain does what, like, who am I actually funding? You know, because um, really, when you when you buy some coin, right? Like, people think, oh, number go up, but like, if you're in it for a more long haul thing and not just sort of like trading or whatever, uh, particularly like if you're trying to support, um, like, like you guys, I understand, like, I understand what Spark is trying to do. It's really cool. Um, I've, I've heard you talk about it and everything. So that to me, like makes sense. Um, I just, I, I just know very little about like, uh, how, how much or how badly I want to own Juno token. <laughs> Does that yeah. make sense? Okay. So I guess two things. One, somehow I knew Tricky was going to come to the rescue here. Tricky's um, one of my friends in the audience who does have the answer here. So yeah, there is um, a tax that goes to the pool each block just on transactions. So it's like part of where the fees go. So there is, um, you know, a constant income stream for that. Um, as long as there's inflation, there's new funding for the community pool. So, but then kind of just on your more like general topic, this is, I don't know if anyone else shares this sentiment. This is very personal to me. This is how I think Juno is going to kind of fit in long term. Uh, two things. One, I think it's going to be the first of its kind, definitely not the only one. It's kind being a sort of general purpose, uh, open, permissionless layer one blockchain for just kind of anything to be done on. Uh, and then two, I, I believe in the Cosmos model um, so heavily that I kind of think what Juno and other chains like its purpose uh, will be long term will almost kind of turn into like a launch pad where projects start there when or even just individual depths right on their first project they just want to code something try out um and eventually these things like migrate to their own app chain um and at that is point that, I think, that model sort of like what's on polka dot with uh what do you call it like kusama or something yeah so yeah exactly so projects will play around on the kusama test net i think and then you know if they have a stupid amount of money and win a bid with Polkadot, they are allowed to have a parachain, which is the downside, right? Um, how do you, um, I would like to ask, how do you think about a Luna Classic, like taking over all the marketing side of being, of a chain being a community run chain? It's kind of, I mean, and probably uh, my secondly, do you think that Luna Classic is a community run chain? Yeah, I, I, that's it's probably at the moment my favorite part about Luna Classic. Although I'm just like, I'm just not sure who that community is, to be totally honest. Um, all of the people I knew who are heavily invested and involved and committed to Luna are not the ones I see talking about it all the time. The ones I see talking about it are new random people on Reddit and 4chan and a couple well, Twitter accounts here. I and was. I'm still here. No, yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's why I'm saying just from like where I'm sitting and what I'm seeing. Um, Let me yeah, try. Yeah, on, I, guess I, I probably just didn't follow enough Luna accounts. That's absolutely the, possible. The, the, the current Lunk investors are 99% new retail investors. 
Uh, I know because yeah. I run the whole Lunkdale thing, right? So, so um, the old Luna community was basically wrecked completely. Anyone who had like a few million dollars worth is now like had like a dollar worth, right? We were completely fucking wrecked. Um, and and everyone kind of after that heartbreak, they started to migrate maybe to um, Osmosis, maybe to Terra Two with funding, uh, maybe even to to explore like Juno and other Cosmos chains. And some have gone further afield to like Polygon and other places. And and ninety nine percent of the people um, who came to Lunk were were new retail investors. I think there were a few degenerate people, like maybe me and maybe maybe Sefi to some degree, who saw there was like opportunity. Who saw that that our heartbreak and our losses didn't mean that it was like an irrational investment. I think in many ways, like when 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 Lunk was right at the bottom, uh, as low value as it ever was, um, that was like quite irrational. Oh, come on, you have you have you have bought in like way way higher than that. Say again. You have you have bought back in way higher than that, haven't you? Personally, I bought right at the bottom because because when the when the um when the minting stopped, like it was it was minting like crazy, right? More and more um more and more tokens were being printed, and then there was the network halt where the validators um converged to to halt the network and stop the minting. So, so there was a big, there, there was, was the, also like a a maximum set on Binance, like um. There was like a certain amount, um, a price which Binance couldn't go under, basically. So it was I don't know how many. Yeah, their engine didn't support below like yeah, exactly. So so like at that, that point, like many people, could, there, like, there was kind of a preliminary wall, like USD couldn't go under 0.7 or something. But yeah. like the the main play was that that people were selling and selling and selling because um, there was so much minting of tokens that was going down and down and down. And then the minting was suddenly turned off and like almost nobody realized it. So that's when I aped in. <laughs> so, yeah, so like, you're one, lucky, the then, one... but many people try to catch a knife and they, they hurt themselves. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if you can spot those, like, I think a lot of people were just like so horrified and so traumatized and they'd lost so many millions of dollars that they just didn't really see like, Okay, the the tokenomics here have fundamentally changed. Um, it's suddenly yeah, gone. But it's, from... it's it's hard to to kill a blockchain, basically, if if yeah. the validators are still yeah. intact. Well, it went from yeah. a thing feeding out to just this thing that was just suddenly it's got a fixed supply, and it also has the world's attention and it's functional and it has four million watts and it has one hundred and fifty um, apps and all these things. So suddenly it changed completely. Like it went from the death spiral to just this really like undervalued thing. So that's when I aped in. But yeah, yeah. Is, the last it. thing I'll add, honestly, is that as someone with no skin in the game, I really don't own either Luna 2 or Luna Classic at the moment, aside from like the Luna I can't sell on Weeble because it's below the amount that I can sell. So I guess I'll never be able to claim capital losses on that. Um, I actually uh, believe in Lunk more than Luna 2 because of the community run aspect. Um, so like funny enough, people ask me my opinions on Luna Terra. I usually say like, no comment for the most part, but if I had to pick one, actually Lunk. So that's kind of where I stand. Coach Bruce, a uh, question for you. Not really related to Luna at all. Um, uh, real quick, so Bear, before we jump on, like, uh, since Tricky's on, uh, Tricky, any comments about all this uh, stuff we've been talking about between Juno and, uh, and whatever? Uh, we, we, I was trying to get a feel for, like, the Juno ethos and, uh, hey, and that kind of hey, thing. Can before he answers, can I get in on this really quick? One thing I really liked about Luna was how driven it was. And when they said they were going to do something, it got done. And it's that centralized aspect kind of, right? So, like, that's what I was really attracted to. 
when I when I started researching Juno and everything, I still haven't like jumped into it because I still have a lot of questions and it's hard to get answers because there's no direct source really. Uh, I know there's a lot of you know communities within communities, but what's the bottlenecks, Timmy? Of like, you know, like when you guys want to get something done, are you dependent on a lot of other people or like how does that work? How do you guys get things up and running? I know there's vote proposals. You get the thing, the, the site up and everything like that. But like the one thing that went so smooth with Terra was just the consistency of project goal achieve. Right. And it was like constant and it just kept going. And all these other ones, it seems like they start something and doesn't finish because they're waiting on something and somebody in Ukraine, whatever, like, <laughs> like what's, what's, what, what would drive me to Juno and, and, you know, who do I go to? Where do I go for, for information? And, and that kind of stuff. Well, for being like an end user or a project builder? End user, hands down. Like, like you know, I got the Kepler wallet. I'm scrolling down. I see everything. I've gone yeah. to osmosis and seen all the tie-ins and understand kind of, you know, how the flow goes. But it seems scattered. Like, is there a focus area? Like, what, what you're, you guys are firing up? What's, you know, where, where do I head to? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm hesitant to, like toot my own horn because it sounds too directly but pretty much exactly what you're asking is a big problem at the moment and it's why like uh on the side one of the big things spark ibc is working on and building as a secondary thing and it's actually going to be our next fundraising campaign so if anybody likes this idea we'd love you guys to chip in um we're going to build it either way though this will just kind of determine how fast and how thorough it can be is something called interchain info and so you can find that here on twitter you just search interchain info and it's aiming to kind of be a, an aggregator of everything. So information for one. So we're going to have something called the Interchain Index. That's like the Wikipedia of the cosmos. <clears throat> well, honestly, the Wikipedia of the Interchain. So we have like over 600 pages uh, or for now. That'll grow rapidly as more chains connect to IBC and that sort of stuff. Um, and we're also going to be building like a dashboard. So all these different apps and tools that are spread about that aren't like natively right in your wallet, you'll have access to those in one place. Um, community content, there'll be a section for like articles, videos, uh, podcasts, that sort of stuff. Um, I don't know how long out that's going to be because it's a big undertaking. Um, but we're already like, uh, well underway with it. Like the index is pretty much built. Now we're just focusing on the other stuff, but that would be my answer to directly answer your question funny enough would be that is a problem we currently have where it is sort of the wild west truly decentralized and it's hard to navigate for a new person um and not not everyone has time to just like you know browse around on crypto twitter forever till they slowly learn about each little thing going on or whatever um and then as far as like getting stuff done i guess there's like two well you were asking as an end user so i'll just leave it there actually yeah does that kind of answer? I don't know. Yeah, that works. That works. I'm over on sparkbc.zone, right? Hell yeah. Yep. All right, cool. Yep. Uh, Blaze, also, like a really easy way to get help is just head to the Telegram or the Discord. Um, there's tons of people in there all the time that are... Oh, Jesus Christ, uh, tricky with oh, the Telegrams uh, and the Discords. And then I answered all the DMs <laughs> and given them my personal <laughs> keys, right? But So don't answer any of those DMs, but like, for real, though. Like, uh, <laughs> I got you, man. I'm really helpful. <laughs> if you have like any questions about a certain project, um, you can ask them in the discord. You can actually go in there and see like projects being worked on projects that have ideas, but no team that's claimed them, um, kind of see what's going on with some of the validators, some of the dev stuff. So you can really kind of get in there and look at it. But like you said, like, because it's not like 
like Terra was very organized and centralized in a way of uh, TFL kind of led the way. There was some VC funding that can kind of coordinate and organize things. Um, Juno was like totally the opposite. They want to go the opposite direction. No VC funding, no initial seed of like, you know, investor money, like, or anything like that. So yes, people came together to make this, but like you said, it seems like, whoa, it's like scattered. What's going on? So there is like the core teams that work on Juno continuously that have that same vision. So tricky. Uh, would you say that like Luna, uh, Luna, uh, TFL was like Genghis Khan and, uh, Juno's kind of like the hunters, gathers and foragers. Yes. And <laughs> yes, that it like started right, out in Mesopotamia. This is like your third world. This is like your third fantastic analogy of tonight. <laughs> to say sorry, Tricky. But like, so in that sense of like, you know, kind of what the ethos of the people who created Juno are, and like kind of what Juno is, um, I'd say like the people that created it are like socially progressive, but also like fiscally responsible and have like libertarian roots. You know, like obviously they are trying to make a better economic system and more transparency um but they're also trying to give people the tools to do things which kind of frees people which i would say is socially progressive but they're doing it in a way that's still like true to the like the libertarian roots that kind of started some of the crypto stuff um and then kind of like timmy said it's kind of like and you can think about it like a launch pad or like how kusama is to polka dot like juno can be to uh the cosmos hub because the cosmos hub is a is like really permissioned in a lot of in a lot of ways they are launching a permissionless app chain, the consumer chain, uh, Neutron, but still there will still be like some limits to how sovereign that is. Juno is like the wild, wild west, like completely sovereign. You know, anything can happen there. Nothing can be stopped, you know, except their governance. Um, so it's kind of like, yeah, you know, like not everybody's like, going to be think, there. Yeah, like a number of months ago, I like after Juno opened up, like, you know, I heard all of you guys talking about it and everything, and I mostly didn't. Uh, pick it up because like it just had kind of this wild you know pump after it opened and um so i was just kind of like letting the dust sort of settled which i think to a large extent it has um what's the inflation Same. Every, and, and you know like, everybody was like do you know this do you know that and it was just out of the blue and everybody was yeah. talking about it and just well, that's, felt weird. that's how that's how these things like that happen yeah. online but like that doesn't yeah it, it can still mean it's good like there's nothing wrong with that um but right. what i'm getting at is like um you know because when price is going up everyone's talking about it, right that's just how it works but um now that like you know maybe no one's talking about it or very few then it's a good time to be looking into it but like um from uh, so w- what is the kind of like inflation and yield rate right now what's the the basic metrics so it's at about yeah it's a little bit over 60 percent right now right yeah i think it's like at 60 percent or something but there's also the uh third happening or third and coming up so yeah. like the third of inflation is cut every year for i think like 10 years um until it reaches its max supply so, so before this before this like cut happens is a good time and like that's sort of like people be spinning up that narrative essentially i have doubled mm-hmm. my union stack just from like the happening like the happening narrative of like oh emissions are cut get it while you can they're gonna be the supply yeah that cut. kind of shit right like yeah, well the the story gets told when something's about to happen basically right well i think it's funny because like compare i don't know what effect the thirdening will have on juno in the short term because like you just can't predict markets like you'd think people always think the happening is going to make bitcoin go up and it does if you zoom out enough but usually like the immediate reactions dump um yeah especially like bitcoin never been well that's the thing never been in an environment of um and 
increased like interest rate um yeah yeah, yeah. Well, environment <laughs> well, without getting without getting too boring the question is like okay like do is there like a is there like the sell the news type of thing and all that shit but like but in general like these things kind of go up with the story and then maybe down afterwards but in either case uh yeah i guess yeah i was just kind of looking at it thinking about it um and i never really kind of like picked up any do not for some reason or the other um maybe it was just like i had enough information overload from like you know all that other shit going on so yeah, yeah. I, I think that probably more than anything was like why i was kind of not um i haven't hadn't touched it yet but it One made thing- a bad time too one thing, one thing I'm add, I forget who unmuted their mic to say this, but um, like a little hesitancy around like how suddenly everyone was like talking about it um, and like just kind of seems like one of those like buzz bubble things. Uh, I'm like totally support that thinking like that always makes me incredibly cautious when suddenly something has all the rage out of nowhere type thing. Um, but for whatever it's worth, I'm sure I sound biased at this point, uh, but I. I've seen firsthand, um, I don't want to name any names, a massive amount of projects, chains, etc. pay for sort of shilled marketing or some kind of community marketing or shilling to some extent. Uh, And I've I've never seen it for Juno. It's actually all organic. There's some weird community vibe that like just took fire initially. And I only know this with some confidence because I was like there and part of it, right? Um, so normally that is definitely like a thing to be hesitant of, but for whatever it's worth coming from some random dude named Timmy on the internet who built a project on Juno, <laughs> it was pretty organic, like entirely. Right on. Yeah. I found myself yeah. like towards the bottom there picking up, you know, big bags of Adam. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I think it was an energy thing, right? Cause you know, once we took that Luna hit, we we're like, okay, we need to shift our energy. And then we just didn't want to get wrapped up in a project that was, you know, seemed hypey at the time. But what's the, what's the strength of uh, of Juno itself in regards to from an investment standpoint and the uh, utility of, of Juno token itself? What's what's the strength there? Of- I think Juno is just like a main coin of the network. So you can do whatever you can buy things and sell things with it's it. It's like it's there, Ethereum, but, right? Yeah. 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 So okay. But as the network as a whole, not just as like, let's say you want to invest in Juno ecosystem, but maybe not necessarily Juno, if that was sort of what you're asking. Um, Part of like its selling point, like one of the descriptors we've used for its index page is like cutting edge Cosmosm. It's very kind of attentive as far as, you know, it's going to get the newest upgrades. It's going to get the newest stuff tried out. In fact, like they implemented interchain accounts. Uh, in some capacity, like before the Cosmos Hub, who's been talking about them and, uh, you know, pioneering like the actual tech. So from that perspective of like literally what does the chain technically offer Juno compared to anything else, um, sort of along with the ethos that Tricky and I were talking about comes this like pushing the boundaries of what blockchain is capable, what we can do with it, what the Cosmos SDK is capable of soon, what IBC is capable of, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that that's its like biggest selling point i'd say because other is than it, that is there any functional areas where i can go and like check out you know like nfts or, or DeFi or you know staking stuff that you know that you yeah, can use the juno like example a ton of stuff on juno already so yeah, yeah you okay and and so, so here's like the problem, everything too, like everything on terra that happened can happen on juno it's essentially the same thing it's a permissionless uh cosmosm smart contract platform the only, like one of the major differences, though, is Juno is already way more connected to 
the interchain. So one of the like downfalls of Terra was you had these great projects, you know, like Astroport and all these other tokens on there that were, you know, would easily have value outside of Terra, but because they were kind of siloed off in the way they were doing things, you couldn't transfer those tokens out. So right away when those projects go and deploy on uh, Terra, or on, I'm sorry, on Don Juno, they're going to be like able to take their token and be connected with all of the other Cosmos chains and eventually other chains that enable IVC. Um, and like Timmy just mentioned, like they're on the forefront of like the Cosmosm updates. So the developers, they might not have as much like documentation and like just developer tooling and support when you have a lot of funding. But as far as like the tech and the protocol itself, it's like ahead of what Terra had. And I think we'll continue to like innovate in that sense because they are the Wild West. There's nobody that's like holding them back. It's kind of just like a push forward all the time type. Cool. I'll, I'll, I know someone out there is having this question, so I want to address it. Like, my, maybe that sounds a little contradictory, or at least the question of who is pushing these updates. I thought we said there's no like centralized force behind Juno, um, and that's kind of the beauty. It can come from anywhere. Usually, like validators, people who are making projects, people who've contributed to uh, the Cosmos SDK at its core. Uh, these like updates and and code contributions, they kind of come from everywhere. There might be some people they're concentrated towards at times for uh, certain upgrades. You know, if like the core one team is working hard on something, or Notional does think, a lot. I think to yeah. me, like w- the the thing that makes people nervous about that, and I think probably what Luna V uh, is kind of like wondering about is like so when you have like let's say a decentralized system where let's say i were to propose some upgrade and i were to create the code for it and stick it on you know a github repository or wherever you guys do uh like ultimately um so the community theoretically audits this thing in an open source way and then ultimately maybe suggests some upgrades or whatever and then eventually gets released right but at the end of the day the the issue comes back to like there's not really some decentralized um finance essentially uh like leads to decentralized culpability <laughs> like that's kind of like the phrase i came up with after terra crashed at the end of the day like uh if you have a central organization and something fucks up you're like okay i can point my you know finger at uh you know whoever and say well you know maybe you did something wrong but uh and not only that but you might be able to figure out exactly what went wrong because you could maybe get some sort of story from the person who like broke it or something uh, like TFL's situation with Luna and, you know, how like actions they specifically did might have like inadvertently caused the event. Right. But when you have a decentralized group and like something bad happens, like, like malicious code or something enters the thing and, or inadvertently. Right. Um, I think the worry I have for layer ones, and I think Jay Kwan has the same worry. Is that like if people are constantly fucking with the layer one, then you can't really be assured that you can use that layer one as a store of value. Like this, I think uh, Luna, if anything, taught us that like at least from a financial attack perspective, that was like where where things shit hit the fan. You know, the shit hit the fan. You're dead, like, dude. You're shot uh, right in the heart. If, if, if anybody's if anybody's <laughs> but, looking at any cryptos other than like Bitcoin as a store of value, I think you're doing it wrong. No, but like, would you say though that, well, in, in a way, but like, it's still like, like, let's say, for example, you're going to stake to a validator and you're going to participate in that network, right? Um, like, you know, is it only good enough to put enough into, say, Juno to achieve your goals of like, you know, what, how much voting power you want to have then? 
I, I think uh, a layer one, whether or not it should have like a investment value, I think is an open question. Like to me, like I, I think I agree with Jay when he says like, like the Atom token, like there shouldn't be too much like shenanigans going around in the background messing with it. You shouldn't keep playing with it. And, you know, I made a point that like, and that he kind of agreed with, which was like, you know, eventually it should become just straight up immutable. Like everyone needs to figure out what the fuck it does. <laughs> like then it does it and then it's over. Like it's just closed. Like it's like Bitcoin. You almost never change it again because like unless there's some specific technological innovation uh, that must be released, it shouldn't be changed. Right. Because otherwise you lose the core value function. So the I reason totally why, yeah, go, uh, well, but, uh, one sec. The reason why Bitcoin's a problem. Like the reason why BTC is a problem is that like if you want to use BTC as a store of value in the cosmos, you would have to have some kind of wrapped bullshit version of it. And the problem with bridges and all that garbage is it just doesn't work. So in my view, like the cosmos needs like that store of value piece because otherwise you don't have a store of value within the system. And then you wind up having uh, like issues with that. Like, a person should, should be able to move their entire like, uh, like life into that particular layer one if it's functioning as intended. That's my opinion. Like there needs to be a store of value piece of that puzzle that cannot be broken. And um, and like Bitcoin sort of did it, but it's sort of not that great. There's a lot of things it can't do. And like every time you try to bridge it and whatnot, you introduce risks. Um, you know, sort of like the LFG thing, right? Like the whole, the whole point was the, the whole reason why like Luna had to go to the Bitcoin thing was because, you know, there wasn't any other like, um, like fixed store of value that can't be broken. And Luna wasn't built to not be broken. It was built to like take volatility, but obviously we noticed it could be broken. So this is, this is what I mean to say, like, and, and, I, and it does, have they thought about that at Juno? Have they considered Juno to be like the store of value of their chain? Or is it like always going to be like constantly messed with to the point where you don't know if like you're one like upgrade away from breaking something? That's what I mean, like by store of value. Yeah, okay. I don't know, you know, what, what conversations that regard core devs like or people who do the code contributions have kind of uh, been having. But in general, like, yes, I totally see what you're saying. And Juno is like the token is um, held in in that sort of regard where it is, you know, it's the ETH equivalent. It is something to be protected and, you know, very delicately handled with emissions, thirdening, that sort of stuff. Um but I do think I disagree with you on a lot of fundamental stuff, like Adam becoming immutable at some point. I think we all still have no idea what we're doing like in Web3. I think that everything needs to be positioned to change at any point in time, personally. Like, uh, I was just having a conversation um, last night in a Twitter space with uh, the Raw Dow guys, um, and they, they sort of, like, echoed my sentiment on this. We had some, like, cool uh, conversations on this point where... It's it's tough because people want to see like a five year roadmap for the exact tokenomics and the plan of X, Y, Z or whatever. When really like in this ethos that we're in right now of all of Web3, not just Cosmos, but especially Cosmos, that like I think is more restrictive. And I say that also fully like wanting to agree with you and getting what you mean and like agreeing in part like Adam needs to not be messed with that much it like function should be sort of locked in to an extent but but also no I, to me a simple litmus test would be this could you move your financial life 
to that space or, you know, and, and to me, it's like, that should be a goal if we want to preserve like people's financial liberty, like in theory, right? Like that would be to like break free truly from the financial system. Wouldn't be like, oh, I'm going to diversify. I'm going to put 10 bucks here and 10 bucks there. The idea would be you have a system whereby like you could trust uh, is not going like trustless, but trusted in the sense that like you're pretty sure it's not going to be broken and uh, that you can keep your money there indefinitely. Right. Like, so if we, if we position a blockchain as like, okay, this is just a straight up experiment, then a person maybe uh, should like, it should be called Juno the experiment and people shouldn't put too much money into it. Right. Whereas if we, you know, any, any system, Right, More like, like a stock in a way. Like I think of my investment in Juno not as something that I'm necessarily going to pass down to my kids, but that I'm invested in so long as I'm seeing shit that I like happening on Juno. Like it's it's sort of that simple for for me. And you know the unbonding period, it's not that long in the grand scheme of things. So if I ever don't like the way that's it's going, not what Cifa is talking about, I think. Yeah, I, I understand. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah, there's certainly things I have that are, you know, I, I stocks, for example. And uh, I understand that, like, the performance of the company has some relationship to why I own it and all that shit, right? Like, all the usual reasons why you buy something. Um, you know, you might own your house for certain reasons, or you might live in an apartment instead for other reasons or rent it or something, right? There's all these different, like, choices you can make. But I think to create, like, a truly free financial system where, like, you don't have to exit the cosmos for the shit that you do, right? You you can just simply do everything within that space. You can maybe spend your atom token somewhere. Maybe you can store some of your substantial portion of your value on different chains. Um, I do like the fact that like Cosmos has lots of different chains in the sense that like you can diversify amongst the different Cosmos chains. Uh, you know, if you want to keep a little bit of money on Juno and live on Atom or whatever, right? That's kind of useful, but. Um, you know, from the perspective of like uh, creating like some kind of unbanked situation um, where like a lot of people around the world, that's what they're looking for. They're not looking for a stock necessarily. They're like, okay, so, like, fuck this. I want, I want out of the Nigerian currency or the Argentinian currency or something. This is bullshit. Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily think Juno's for those people. No, I think at some point a solid dedicated store of value asset will come around in the cosmos. We already have a couple that are like trying to do that. We'll see how they pan out. Um, that that's not how I see Juno. No, like I would not recommend someone from the third. Yeah, world. like like I'm still, I'm still I, insufficiently. You, yeah, I'm you still talked about impressed with Bitcoin for a variety of reasons, but I, I don't want to get into it right now. <laughs> yeah. So, Sifa, you talked about a, a, a like a store of value that is kind of like, um, what's it called? I have the German word. <laughs> uh, no, so a trust, trustworthy store of value, right? So um, we talked about that topic earlier. I don't know if you remember uh, during DPEG of Terra Luna, we had to talk about a deflationary coin. And I want to bring that topic up again and ask you, what are your thoughts on that now? Because my, my thoughts on that have changed, actually. Yeah, well, uh, well, in Cosmos, like, I think what people have discovered is that there's not a, like, you have to w have a way in a proof of stake system, you have to wait to pay validators. So by having inflationary emissions, it's the most clean, uh, simple way to accomplish that one way or the other. Um, and that's why a lot of like, 
that's why a lot of systems in the cosmos have that design. And I don't think there's anything particularly uh, necessarily wrong with that. You just have to treat that investment differently than you would something that does, you know, something that's has more of a deflationary design. Now, like on the deflationary designs, like there has to be some functional reason why it's deflationary, though. It can't just be arbitrary. Like the question um, is, like, as soon as it's it's deflationary, what um, prevents like the people to rather hold the cash or the coin, so to speak, um, than like investing into shit on on chain? Well, because because when you have something that's rising in value, you can basically leverage it to buy other things theoretically, right? So there's different ways to like where you don't have to sell what you have. You well, but if you don't have the the infra infrastructure in place to to do that, then all people would rather hold the coin yeah, or cash rather than spending their value. But also, cash, forces, just getting it forces more and the more builders. Value. But it also forces the builders to build exceptional shit, right? Like, <laughs> if if you're going to give up the thing that's going you mean, up and down, you mean you, even more exceptional shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, there's a lot of mediocre garbage in crypto, so we know that, right? There's a bunch of mediocre NFT projects and other shit that's not very good. So it does force like that. But anyway, tricky. Uh, yeah, uh, comments tricky. Yeah, no, I, I, Steffi, I see what you're saying with like for a store of value. It's not necessarily that it doesn't need to change, but it needs to be something that's really predictable. And like you said, all of a sudden one day is going to be something doing something totally different and lose its use case value or whatever. Like I, the way I see Adam and Juno, like they're both an asset that's not going to change what they're doing. But I think what they're trying to do are totally different things. Juno is trying to be like a permissionless smart contract platform. A million different things can happen there. You go a million different directions. A million things can go right. A million things can go wrong. With the Cosmos Hub, they're trying to be more of like a service of like a layer zero security renting and like things like that. That's a lot more predictable. That's not going to change over time. So I think with Atom, it's more in a position to be sort of like a store of value in the Cosmos because one, it has way lower inflation than the rest of the tokens. And they're talking about changing the emissions and even lowering them and like capping the supply. Um, but also like... It's it's very predictable. It's one thing that's not changing all the time. It's going slow, kind of like the J ethos. Yes, they kind of are starting to do some permissionless things, but it's in a way that doesn't affect the Cosmos Hub. Like if anything goes wrong in any of these zones, the Cosmos Hub still keeps chugging along and it's predictable. There might be some like innovative features that come, but it's still in line with like what you would predict for the hub to providing these services. Whereas Juno, that could change tomorrow. Like its use case today could be different tomorrow. So I think that when you're investing in that, you just have to look at that like, okay, do I want a predictable asset that I can count on or something that tomorrow might be worth a million and the next week is worth a thousand, you know, like with Moon. Yeah, and I don't yeah, think mean store of value has to be that it, it has a fixed value. We're not talking about like a stable coin either. I'm just saying like something like that, uh, value. Yeah, something that credibly yeah. can't go to zero. I guess actually I want to like clarify I might have phrased a little bit wrong like when I said I don't think Adam should be immutable uh I guess a better way to phrase that is it's its purpose should be immutable so that you know an investor or just a user of it can feel confident in it uh what I meant more so is the way it goes about achieving that purpose needs to be dynamic such as you know introducing new upgrades introducing new mechanisms that haven't even been thought of yet to in Adam's case, better provide those services, that sort of thing. I do definitely agree that you can't just, you know, be like, oh, you know, one day we just might 
do a 180 and become a dog token because that's what's hot right now or something like that. And, you know, with interchain security and stuff, it's not out of the question that like Adam, for example, couldn't just spin up a parallel chain like out of the blue. Like you can do cool exactly. stuff like that where like the experiments could be run on like a side chain and like you don't accidentally break the primary chain. So uh, not just a test net, but like a literal live net, yeah. which is yep. uh, active. And, um, you know, so th I think that's some interesting shit. Like, but like what, what I don't want is like, so let's say you got like, you know, I don't know, you've got like $10 million on uh, like Adam and, you know, some idiot, uh, you know, like, you know, puts together something that uh, ultimately, you know, breaks the system in some meaningful way that, uh, you know, causes a crisis of confidence of or whatever and uh, causes drama. That, that's all I'm saying. And, and with proof of stake um, versus proof of work. Um, if you're not decentralized enough, there is some risk that uh, something will emerge that will cause a problem with the primary function that maybe someone didn't anticipate or or audits didn't catch. Right. That's what I mean. So I, I swear, I, I absolutely don't mean this to be a gotcha or anything. I just actually want your, your like thoughts. But the potential for that was more bold, obvious and talked about in Luna than anything else. And yet, yes, I'll ape it. So yeah, for sure, is and it I, that that's changed your like thinking a bit, or was I think there something Luna, different? I think Luna V Shape, uh, like mentioned a little bit ago, like um, what was interesting about Terraform Labs is like they had really good, um, they had really good builders, and they knew what they were doing. And actually, besides the DPEG incident component, like all of the um, the code worked correctly. Yep. But yeah, you're right. Like I mentioned this a, a dozens of times, like the primary uh, risk factor for TFL was that it was centralized. Like, for example, what if, uh, I don't know, someone bombed South Korea and like, you know, TFL Labs office got blown up. Now, now you're right. sort of fucked, like, right. So, um, you know, so the centralization of that was um, like one of the most obvious flaws. And it's been mentioned a gajillion times. That's for sure. Like, no, and I didn't think that like necessarily that was a, 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 an obvious strength necessarily either. I, I just, I think it's tricky when, uh, and I don't mean tricky as in tricky, the, the guy here. <laughs> I, I think it's, uh, it, it's kind of tricky to find um, like a, a certain, any kind of certainty in a decentralized developer space that you can't wreck something just as badly. Right. Like we yeah. see so many yep. examples of like colossal fuck ups in the last year. Um, both in centralized and decentralized systems. It's like this, it's been this Darwinian fucking like uh, Armageddon, like for so many systems, it's been pretty pathetic actually. So uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the longer something survives, the more probable it is that it's like battle tested and whatever. So I, I think Adam has, has, you know, been fine in that regard. Um, I just think like we, like the cosmos needs a store of value thing that you can credibly tie all of your LPs to and you can be sure you don't fuck it up, right? Like so then so, you, so then how about like word. Adam how about Adam not really having a use case being deflationary? Well, like again, you if it was deflationary, you don't have a a a, a straightforward way for a new validator to be involved or so you wind up centralizing power through deflationary mechanisms also. So I'm, I'm okay with this inflation. I don't care about that that much. Um, I think, uh, like, if you look at the price effect, 
like, you know, it's inflationary, but it's whipping Bitcoin's ass. Like that doesn't seem to bother it that much. So I think people don't like in the short term, like, you know, the supply of something is not that immediately apparent. Um, it, you know, a deflationary thing has a nicer narrative to it, but I don't think it's like that bad. If you have some inflation, it's not a big deal. Um, you know, everything. No, that that, that was not my point. Obviously, I also believe that, like, with a deflationary coin, it's it's harder for blockchains to like have developers build on it, have projects running smoothly, etc. Because, like, proof um, of work, right? Like, if some of the bitcoins lost every day, it's fine because, like, the that's not um, inflation is not how miners are paid. Miners are paid to mine. And that's how they get their coin by exerting electricity, right? So, I think this different. is also why, like, like normal economies are also like um, trying to have an inflation with yeah, the, two or the three math percent. Is like, you know? I think it's like the math like is like with a deflation. With a deflation, people would just like hold their money and would not spend as much money anymore, right? So, and the same applies for blockchain, basically, with the deflationary coin. There's some weird math like where something like natural log or something like that is approximately where the correct rate of inflation should be. Like it's kind of strange like these mathematical um like uh, relationships. There there's some like amount of inflation for a country for example that's sort of considered healthy. Uh, if you go yeah. deflationary it gets unhealthy and if you get hyperinflationary it gets unhealthy, but there's like this magic number and like the United States Federal Reserve for example is always trying to like fuck around with the economy to kind of keep it right in that range and they always mess it up but um yeah it's so anyway i've done so yeah on that i'll just add i've done like a lot of reading from people much smarter than myself or so i think i don't know um on tokenomics inflation deflation that sort of shit and it seems like the general consensus among you know people who like study this shit for a living math mathematicians economists that like systems that are growing such as populations or user bases. So populations in the case of a country with a currency, user bases in the case of a chain. Um, the, the best like metric or inflation is right to go along with them. If a system is stable in some capacity, then a solid store of value like hard cap type thing uh, then might make sense. And if a system is in decline, then deflation fits. And obviously it's like, I'm speaking vague on purpose here because like, what is a system? What is being inflated? Like just in general senses here. Um, and so like personally, so there's no, there's no use case for inflationary currency or tokenomics. I, I mean, I, I think I would disagree. I think that for like a growing user base of people or growing population, that inflation, like Sefi said, a certain level is healthy. Okay, okay, then I uh, I got that wrong, what you just read out. I think. Oh, okay. okay. So, yeah, for any system that's, like, growing, uh, inflation makes sense. If a system were to be stagnant, which populations, organic systems never will be, then, like, hard caps would make sense. And only if a system itself is, uh, like, shrinking, does a deflationary metric going along with it make sense. And since people adopting blockchain and people coming into the world is an ever-growing system, inflation actually fits when the sweet spot is found. And so, like, my actual favorite inflation mechanism that I've found in crypto is Monero. I think it's, like, the most sustainable um, and the most, like, long-term thought out. Now, the rest of the project, I don't know, um, but... Hasn't, yeah. hasn't Monero's uh, code been cracked by CIA? 
Who knows, yeah. man? I mean, I know yeah. that they possibly suffered a 51% attack, so there's that, too. I don't think there's ever a straight answer for purely, all of that, right? Purely because... speaking to the inflation, though, of Monero, not the rest of it. Yeah, but I, I, I like Monero. Let's talk about Monero, seriously, because this is, like, the, the grandfather of, like, privacy coins, which is, like, showing a middle finger to people centralized who have power, right? What do you guys think about Kujira and the way that their like, emissions work and the way that, like, Seth, you're talking about, like, paying validators through just inflation alone? Uh, their model is, like, paying validators through actual, and stakers through actual revenue. It's not just, like, tokens that are just constantly being made up every day. This is on, uh, on where you're talking and, about? And also, oh, on like, Kujira, or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Quickly coming back to Monero, like, um, Bitcoin became big because, like, in the dark web, that was like the currency which was actually used for goods that were transferred, right? So, with a lot of the number one dark web uh, marketplaces taken down, because Bitcoin is obviously open space and a lot of analytical firms are entering the space or already captured the space. And I think like the secret services can they can do even more. So um, a lot of people got caught, and now the dark web space is moving towards Monero. And um, what are your thoughts about like Monero being the new currency of the dark web, which made big Bitcoin where it is now? Um, I think we're. Kind of going kind of like way off the beaten path here, but yeah. Um, I don't know. Any comments from anybody on that? Monero's cool. Who knows if it's as private as we think, but I think it is. And yeah, that's that's my cool. question, right? The, is it, I've is heard it a lot as of, private as we think it is? I've heard a lot of people say like it's the most used crypto for like uh, actual purchasing, and which might be true. I don't know. No, Probably no, not no, anymore at this point. Wrong. Hmm. USDT on Tron is the most used crypto to, to purchase thing. Yeah, I was going to say probably not anymore. But at one point, it probably that was probably true. Like when it first took over the dark markets, um, I bet it was like the most used for purchases <laughs> of some. Hey, kind. Just real quick on the whole inflation and deflation. I don't think there'll ever be a you know perfect mathematical equation to you know <laughs> solution for all of that. It's it just won't happen just because you know the whole gamification of things like we saw with Luna is. It, you know, it had a weak point where the U.S., for example, if the, yeah, you know, it's all, all money. you're saying is like every every permutation just adds to new trade-offs. It's as simple as right. That. Like, well, like, look at the U.S. example, and especially like the, var- <laughs> the variables are never static. The variables are always changing, and that's why. Right. Yeah, it's I all mean, about it's you, all the about U.S. burning mechanism is war, right? Like, like. And people dying, right? There's all kinds of different methods. And that's the thing is, is like diversification and like spreading out and like building a robust system is very important. You can't just rely off of A, B, and C and keep it really simple because there's always stuff that comes into the mix that just throws it off, right? People gamifying one side or the other, and then that creates instability and uh, it needs to be well thought. Whatever happens on, like Adam, like adding utility to it is a very, you know, it's easy. Just add some utility to it, yeah. But you know, it's 
anyway, it gets like, complicated. I, the, the only point I made was like, if I was going to move, like, let's say you're going to move a lot of money, you're going to move, uh, you're really wealthy. Um, you're interested in, um, you need to store a billion dollars worth of value on, uh, in the cosmos, right? Um, unless you can reasonably do that. Uh, the problem is, is that you're, you're not going to bring in the type of companies, institutions, and players that, um, you know, are going to sort of like bring the next generation of users in. It's just not going to like, it just makes no sense. Like you have to be able to store large quantities of money. Uh, and you have to do so knowing that it's not going anywhere. It's as simple as that. Like, yeah. You can't know. hold it in wrapped U- at USDC, right? Yeah, or whatever, right? Exactly. And you want it to be decentralized sufficiently enough. Uh, you need it to be like safe and you need to hold some sort of value and you have to credibly do so without breaking it with some sort of upgrade that fucks up the system, right? So all of those things ultimately uh, prevent the need to have like using like, say, for example, a Bitcoin uh, that now you have to like wrap and, and bridge and do all sorts of bullshit to bring it to Cosmos. So the Cosmos to grow, it needs a like a good store of value. I mean, look at Adam right now. It's like, what, like 4 billion or some bullshit. Like it's ridiculous how low the value is because there's just not enough people that believe it has a store of value function. Um, And, you know, like it or not, the reality is that none of the Cosmos chains have this function, which is like a real problem. Like that's how I see it at least. I think that needs to be sort of like sorted out and uh, like it almost needs to be, or, or like if we need to make another chain for this purpose, like Adam's not it or whatever. Like, okay, fine. But like, I think that has to happen. Otherwise, what are you gonna do? You're gonna bridge Bitcoin or you're gonna like, you're gonna store Bitcoin over there and then convert it on Coinbase or Binance or some bullshit. Like the whole point is to get away from those, those places. Like, you know, if you're having to use Binance still, or you're having to use like KuCoin or all these things, it's because like those things haven't been built on Cosmos. And that means that we're just like, we're just still need to get that stuff done. But like, uh, we don't wanna go to those places. That's the whole point, right? The the need to have to go to those places to me is the primary problem in crypto. Like for me, at least, like I so, want to see that disappear. Wait, Sophie, so are you talking about like you want a, a an online store like Amazon or something to accept Adam, like that kind of direct? Yeah, well, I, no, I, I mean, I'm saying that I want Ad, uh, Amazon to come build on Cosmos, right? I'm not talking about like. So, in other words, is Cosmos good enough for Adam to spin up? No, what I'm saying is, is, is Cosmos good enough for uh, Amazon.com to spin up a chain? And if they did spin one up, do they have a store of value that they can use as a liquidity store? Um, oh. and, and that's an important feature, I think, that they would want. I mean, you, you see what I'm getting when, at here? Yeah. I mean, personally, I think like when they spin up a chain, it probably will be on the Cosmos SDK. I mean, there's a reason that Crypto.com and Binance did it as companies that actually know something about crypto and could have built on any tech they wanted. Um, I think we might see like a lot of of companies like mess around with certain techs, like try and build on Solana and that kind of stuff and just realize it doesn't make any sense because blockchains are not meant to do everything all on one. And they'll realize they need an app chain. They'll look around. They'll find that uh, Cosmos is like the best place for that. Uh, And then as far as like, but it's, but it's, but it's the other thing, it's more than that, though. Like, if you think about it, right? Like, uh, so companies, let's say an Uber or whoever, like, you know, someone that might want to accept crypto, they want to be able to, um, like, use currencies that are battle tested. They're going to want to use things that are held by the, you know, a lot of people so that, you know, the training effect and all of that is fairly limited. Like, 
achieving all that is um, difficult, but not impossible. And it's really particularly difficult if, if from the perspective of like the behavior of the base currency, if it keeps changing every five minutes, right? Like they need to have, like there needs to be some level of stability. Like, you know how the United oh, States guarantees, you know, like the, the functional behavior of a dollar, not necessarily the value. There of was dollar. also like the, the problem of Bitcoin, right? Becoming like the world currency, basically. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in real quick. I you, someone said AWS or Amazon and stuff like that. On <clears throat> on September 15th of this month, uh, AWS is hosting a Web3 Ready. It's a one day one day virtual event, and it's for people that are like Web3 savvy, Web3 curious. Um, if there, people are gonna be there, Amy Wu, uh, some people from FTX, um, I think uh, Aptos Labs. Those are the people that are going. I don't know if that resonates with anyone, but um, yeah. So not if, but when <laughs> is uh, you know they're already. I think this is the first one that they've done. So like they're they're is pretty much jam packed with like breakout discussions and anything about mass adoption when it comes to Web three. So yeah, I mean I'm I'm for I'm for Cosmos to to jump in on that as well. And it's not, and I'm not, I didn't mention Amazon is necessarily any specific, whatever. I'm just saying a large company that uh, moves a lot of money, um, you know, you, for them to be able to function on Cosmos, like what do they need? They need privacy. They need. Well, first uh, off, you have to ask what they gain. What, what are they, what are you building on Cosmos? Because like, for example, one... for example, if, uh, you, you know, an airline, like let's say, uh, you know, Lufthansa decides to move the Lufthansa One World frequent flyer mile system to a Cosmos chain, as an example, right? That yeah. would be an example of a great application for that. Um, or like, but why? But wait, wait, but why would they enable IBC and give a shit about the store value of anything else in the ecosystem? Oh, uh, in that instance, because the you could basically use their either their coin that they have or some. Uh, so once you build a system like that, you want liquidity to flow into it. So what a lot of airlines want is for people to start using their damn uh, frequent flyer miles as quasi-currencies, right? Like they have you pre-buy, you know, like they want you to buy like some of their frequent flyer miles so that you buy some shit on the airplane or that you, or to maybe make future flights and all this. So they're, right. they're like getting into this game already. Right. So like tokenizing something like frequent flyer miles, that makes sense. Um, but I don't see but, why they would. I don't see why they would want to accept anything for it other than USD. But they would uh, typically. Well, yeah, I guess they could connect a system where you could just simply hook up a credit card to their thing. That's possible. But also, like, if what USDC? What's that? Or USDC, right? I just think, like, as much of a crypto evangelist as I am, like, I'm the guy that for so long was like. Nope, putting every drop of my paycheck into this, this is the future. This is everything. No, I'm but done. like if you do USDC, you're going to miss a lot of the efficient. The so the global efficiencies afforded by crypto, um, you like you don't necessarily have to make it USD cent USDC or USD centric. You really or, don't. Sorry, maybe your example. I don't know where Lufons is based, right? But any company has to pay fiat dollars to their government for various things, which means that's all they really want. Right. You, oh, you mean even like if they for, accept, for even if they accept, taxes. Right. Like until governments start accepting Bitcoin, none of this like store value conversation actually like has a meaningful end because yep. the, the, the system at play that is like a big funnel, right? With like 
government at the top, then massive companies, then smaller companies, then us like individuals. Uh, so long as the person at the top cares about their fiat currency, like it, it's going to trickle down to the point where I, I don't know if c- companies building on Cosmos tech are going to care about the store value of something like Atom or Juno or, or whatever else, or even want to accept it as payment, unfortunately. Yeah, I have, I have the other direction that I would like posit. Like if you look at smartphones, yeah. for example, um, like smartphones come, the technology arrives, people start using it, then uh, companies start building on it, then government officials start using it. And now like every government official has a smartphone or one sort of the other. Uh, they have legislation related to smartphones. They have legislation related to cell phone, um, cell phone uh, like providers and everything else. So governments tend to change as the technology arrives, not necessarily the other way around. Like there's no specific thing about fiat uh, in the universe of like human ideas that makes it permanent by any stretch of the imagination. It's like, it's not even like remotely, except it's not even it, remotely permanent. Like it's not even Except remotely. for the fact that there's not a single country or organized group of people that have managed to like do anything in this world without it. Right. Except for that bit. Like there's no countries that operate on a fiatless basis right now. No, 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 no. But, uh, it's but that's tough, right? it's not possible. Anybody can, you know, government that's can fair. say we're banning that. We can't, we don't allow that. And that's where the U S dollar is really the strongest thing unfortunately at this time because there's nothing that we can have utility and you know like the whole phones you're saying they they can ban them and and then we're stuck on adam without that one item that we had for an asset right the the they is is you and me like that's the thing like like this idea that somehow the government is some mystical like fucking alien in the sky like that's not (laughs) what it is like you and me are the government like we ultimately either work there or a vote for it or whatever. And all of those people in the government will be dead in, you know, hundred years, right? Like they're not. Yeah. So it's not like that's not the, the government itself is, is not immutable in the, in the original sense. Like, so what I mean by like uh, fiat is I don't mean that like people won't exchange in money. And I don't mean that like governments won't uh, like, you know, uh, print money. I'm just saying that like the significant portion of the value transfer of the planet may actually uh, end up, moving away from like government sponsored money for a significant portion of the planet. Um, that would not be, uh, impossible at all. Like, I think the, the, like, what do you see? What do you see? What do you imagine? See, I mean, what? like the cosmos is the closest thing I can imagine to sort of like a global strategy for like large, large and highly variable types of communities to essentially, um, uh, you know, to essentially uh, get to the point where they are sort of like independent and uh, like independently functional, but then can also like send transactions fungibly across one another. Like you look at a significant portion of value transfer today is the internet, right? Like if you think about it, like uh, yeah. how many of you have like Gmail, for example? Um, do you pay for it? No. Do you uh, do you get value from it? Sure. Are you paying taxes on the value? Right. Google is literally giving you a service. Are you paying taxes for the service? Not really, although you should be sort of because you're sort of getting paid in in a way. Um, So like, yeah, that's just one example of digital value transfer where you're actually not getting paid anything right to do this. So anyway, it's like, uh, yeah, anyway, I think we're putting uh, coach to sleep here because we're nerding out too much. Uh, about nonsense. It's 1.20 a.m. I got to wrap it up. guys. I, mean, I would love to hear from Tricky though. I just I've seen your hand up for so long, and I always love your insight. Could we let Tricky hop in, Sefi, real quick? 
Hold on. Yeah, Sefi go for it. Summoned yeah, me. Yeah. Sefi summoned me. I'm going to say that I joined because of the title, because the title Sefi set. And now he's talked about crypto for the last like hour. So, you know, it's, I feel it's, um, I don't know. It's like he's, he's trapped me. I'm like a rat caught in his trap. So, yeah, that's why I haven't spoken. Don't, don't worry, coach. I was going to use that hand as an opportunity to change it up. I was going to ask Addy, cats or possums? Definitely cats. Cats? Who would go with possums? Hey, I'm sharing pictures of possums. (laughs) They're both great, but I own a cat, not a possum. So, did you know possums are kind of weird? I think they're super cool. They play. Possums are really interesting because they're like the perfect pet until they're like age two, and then they. But almost overnight, when they reach um like adolescence or adulthood they become really fucking independent. So like a possum will be your best friend, like the perfect fucking like house cat, super intelligent, a lot more intelligent than cats, like a lot more affectionate, super, super nice until they're like two years old. And then one day they just fucking snap. Like one day you let them out of the house and they never come back. It's really Coach, fucking tragic. Coach, 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 where do you, you get this kind of fucking information from? Are like, you a possum breeder? Yeah. Brain how many possums have you had? Remembers these kind of fucking weird ass random facts it's horrible like like loving your possum for such a long time and then it fucking turns its back on you like never comes back ever just goes it's like they have this this like um it's a mating drive but it completely fucking rewires their brain such that they don't even remember you they don't even want to come back they just leave it's horrible okay i have to ask again coach how many possums have you had look i've i've cared for you see see one on his head you see one on his head like on his profile, <laughs> I've lost, I've, I've cared for, and I've lost a lot of possums, Timmy. Um, oh. And, uh, you know, like, I, 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 but there was a stage in my life where 10 years ago, when I was first doing this, when I was first raising with possums, that like I blamed them for it. I was like, fuck you when they left. But now it's like, okay, it's nature. Animals do their thing. You know, humans have their quirks as well. It's not as if we're, it's not as if we're innocent, is it? It's like, you know, everyone has their quirks, you know? And I'm as free as a possum now. And this possum, you will not change. No, this possum, you won't change. Come on, everybody. So, Grint, um... I, I have something we, I kind of want to connect back to maybe Lunk, if we want to kind of come full circle. Oh, my God. Seriously? Um, t- Timmy, um, like, I'm pretty sure... Yes, definitely, that, definitely, that definitely. Let's go for it. I'm Crypto's for lame. It. Uh, oh, my God, yeah. That was that, that was. I got very mixed reactions right there. <laughs> well, okay, so... Uh, since since Lunk is like pretty much in control of the community now, and there's all this talk of yeah, like burn taxes and just various tweaks to the protocol, essentially. Um, I almost wonder, like Coach, if I might get your thoughts on implementing something like Monero's model for Luna, where so the way they work, I'll just quickly they call it like disinflationary where it's always inflationary, but the rate at which new emissions are coming in perpetually uh, approaches zero. So it never, quite get, it never quite gets to zero, but it is always like shrinking the amount of new tokens coming into existence. Okay, so it's like asymptotic down to zero. So Yeah, exactly. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so it's like, um, 
so if it was Luna, what's Luna at year now? Like seven percent per year or something like that. What is it, Sefi? I can't remember. I think it's like twelve. Twelve percent. So so in this model it would go like it would go down um in a sequence and then kind of trail off asymptotically. Yeah. yeah so something something like twelve this year, eleven the next, ten point one the next yeah, yeah, like 9.3. Yeah. So like the amount that it decreases shrinks and never approaches zero. Uh, anyone who's up here, honestly, just would like your thoughts on that. What's the, like, what's the, I've never looked into Monero much, but what's the, what's the benefit of that inflationary schedule compared to just like a, a, a kind of a linear one or something like that? So the idea, and I, I don't think it's a model that's been like tested in any real world systems or whatever. Like I I think they came up with the term like disinflationary, which speaks to me being unsure about it, which is why I like wanted to ask. But I think the idea is just that people have run some numbers, um, some that I've tried to wrap my head around to an extent I have, which is why I really like their model, but I couldn't like break it down at all, especially not from memory. Um, but where it seems to strike a happy balance between uh, you know, the benefits that are gained from inflation when in regards to a growing system, kind of what I was talking about earlier, while also curtailing some of the long term downsides that can come with inflation just inherently. So basically, I think um, Monero in comparison to Bitcoin is just um, stretching out the face of the. I don't know what that function is oh. called in English, but oh, like, which which is which is like nearing to horizontal line, basically. You know, that's, that's stretching. Yeah. yeah, that's stretching out that line, basically. So the time horizont for that Bitcoin is going to reach that for uh, sooner than than Monero. So here's here's their words. I just found like a Twitter thread from the Monero account. So now as for why a tail emission, which is what they call this, is a good idea. In cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, having the block subsidy go to zero eventually means that at some point in the future, the security of the network will depend 100% on user transaction fees. For Bitcoin, this means fees need to be significant enough to support a competitive decentralized mining environment or else the number of miners and hash rate will decrease significantly to meet a market equilibrium that could leave it open to an attack. Um, then it kind of goes into some details about how Bitcoin works, blah, blah, blah. This tail emission means that Monero miners are not 100% reliant on transaction fees, and so they can guarantee a specific income for themselves regardless of the fee market. Um, earlier in the thread, they also point out one huge benefit from this is that unlike fiat or centralized currencies, this supply structure is perfectly known, predictable, and able to able to be projected at any point in the future. So I think this might slightly start to lean to what Sefi was talking a lot about earlier with like a reliable, predictable store of value. Yeah, some predictability, yeah. Mm -hmm. So they have something, I think like it's 0.6, the tail emission, 0.6, yeah. So like I think each, whenever their sort of cycles change, it like goes down by... Uh, mm. So, Addy, on the meter, on a zero to ten scale, where are we now? Right now, what? It's been like, like in the negatives for the past hour. Whoa! Wait, it goes negative. Yeah, like that's how bad to my. You're end. you're basically like you're you're sucking in uh, water from the vapor in the room, and you're like, <laughs> yeah, hold on, it's hold on, almost like I don't question. like you might have ruined me for the rest of my life because of no, this no, space. No, 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 girls no, can no, be flipped no, in the next no. moment. It's fine. Girls have no no <laughs> memory and no in anything. They have no permanence. Um, Addy, let me ask this question. 
Sure. Let me ask this question. Like, how would you describe your, your ideal space? Like, what are you really looking for, like, in your body, in your mind, in your heart? Like, what are you looking for in a space? Like, what's, what's ideal? And how can we satisfy that? <laughs> That's such a good question. I don't know if, like, I'm able to articulate exactly what I'm looking for. This is, like, definitely not it. But I think like the crypto <laughs> the crypto is like fine for like a little bit but there has to be some like interjections of something exciting and like maybe like, like parody something. songs was definite, it would, definitely should we have more parodies definitely not that that's like oh, maybe wow. the complete I liked opposite it. i liked oh. it okay well you know you're not a woman so you know that's I'll probably why um, maybe oh now you're the judge like, of that Maybe something. Yeah, like, you don't know, Addy. You don't know. Oh, trust me. By the way, you're speaking. So tell I do tell know. us, Eddie. Eddie, tell but. us about your your dream first date. How about that? <laughs> My dream first Would date. Would it be like skydiving? Are you the ex like the girl that <laughs> skydiving on a first date is fantastic? <laughs> um, no, probably not. Yeah, let's go. Sure. Let's go all in, right? I'm talking about spaces. Wait, what did you say, coach? I said, don't make it sexual and romantic. We're just talking about, like, how can a space satisfy you? I know, like, sex and romance are not things that I'm interested in at all. So, come on. Um, hey, coach, I think we're not talking about the same space. I think the, <laughs> the, the space about, like, um, like uh, I, I think the most stimulating for Eddie was, like, some combination of Birkin bags coupled with uh, a little bit of booze, uh, maybe coupled with uh, like some fun out there, like maybe the movies, things like that. Yeah, it has to be like exciting. Also, Steffi, I think you're wrong because I've been drinking a martini for the past hour and like that hasn't even helped. So oh, you're saying like that's just not enough. These people are so boring. That, like, yeah, <laughs> like this is um, like yeah. I was sitting here thinking, why did he invite me? Like, did he want yeah, me was, to just like dry up completely? Like, he wanted to like ruin my night. I don't know. Was it the completely predictable deflationary schedule? Because I thought that was arousing. Yeah, no, I was definitely not getting turned on by that. Also, to answer your question, I only drink gin martinis. Addy, I only came in to say that I enjoyed the parody. Addy, can I just help them understand you? Listen, yeah, go ahead. Listen, guys, like, like, listen carefully. Addy really isn't hard to please. Like, don't imagine you need to be doing circus tricks and running around and, like, juggling possums and shit to please her. She actually, like, enjoys about 80 of like nerdy autistic conversation like she's perfectly fine with that she enjoys like a display of male enthusiasm you know it's like it's like girls like guys who are passionate about something it's okay but but you have to pepper in a little bit of engagement a little bit of like flirting and and squirting talk you know a little bit of um a little bit of fun and like little tangents now and then a little bit of like hey coach bruce what do you think and then i can do my little possum rant that brings her back in. Like, she's easy to please. You just need to mix it up a bit. Steffi, you've really gone down a autistic rabbit hole today. And you should feel ashamed I apologize. for inviting us both, you know? it's I don't know what's happened to you, man. So the deflationary schedule the wasn't bad. His just... name is Asparagoid. <laughs> Asparagoid. If we, if we introduce the predictable deflationary schedule, like, hey, baby. You're like a deflationary, predictable schedule because I know exactly when and where you're going down. 
would that have brought your attention and made this a better space? <laughs> if you said those exact words, like I'd probably be maybe a little bit more engaged, but <laughs> but I don't know if like so it's all about framing. Well, but that like I was sort of following that discussion. <laughs> that is that like insulting? Like would that be? Like, well, Green, you like did negging me, kind of. Like you did what? make the um, you you did make her giggle a little bit, which is probably a good sign. Yeah, de- definitely. Mm. Like I thought that was a little bit funny, but. Addie, did you know that uh, gin martinis are like breasts? One is not enough. Two, two, two gin martinis is normal. Three gin martinis. That's a that's a little weird. But four gin martinis, then that's a fucking party. The question is, Addie, would you be willing to surgically implant implant an extra breast, like on your shoulder? Maybe on your thigh or something, just so that uh, Robin uh, here has like the right kind of uh, situation. That was. Uh, yeah. Can you make that happen? Yeah, yeah. And wait, I think what you were do- while yeah, you were like you, listening you to all this wonderful or... crypto stuff, were you like listening and just drinking a, a nice gin martini, beaten, not stirred? You don't, you don't want to bruise the gin, you know? Do you want you don't want to bruise the gin? Well, you um, would, you would stir it. Stir it, so yeah. Exactly. You, you, sure. Exactly. You don't want to beat it. You want to stir it. You don't want to shake it. What just are we getting into? Like, stir. We're getting into mixology here. What's happening? Well, he here? said beaten, not stirred. So I just wanted to clarify that he meant stirred, not yeah. Be, yeah, you don't want to beat the gin. I think there's probably an egg in it. <laughs> were you were you no. listening and were you like just looking up like the recent fashion as well? Because aren't you in fashion as well? Yeah, um, I am in fashion. So. No, because I just worked you, all day. So you didn't like there was like nothing. No, you could you could, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there was something that came up where you could put in like fashion and all this autistic talk. Right? Yeah. So you know, like how do you want to? I can give you like a little example of like how um, difficult I found this space tonight. Is in the background. I'm drinking my gin martini, and I'm also decided, even though I was finished with work for the day to log back on and like check my Slack and check my email and just like see if there's anything I could get ahead on. And I worked since like 8 a.m. So do you know like how bad it has to be for me to be like- Wow, you had to go, you had to go back back to work. (laughs) You had to go back to work in fashion, which isn't that bad, to be honest. I mean- Why don't you just speak up? Well, Eddie, do you, do, you, do you love your job? Or Yeah, with like, Eddie, what you're supposed to do, you have co-hosts so that, like, if anyone gets a little bit too nerdy here, you just kick mm-hmm. them, right? Like, you just say, out well, with you. Listen, you're not funny like, enough. You're not, you're not no, saying cool shit. Coach was right. I I like the autism. Like, I like, um, you know, the, like, nerdiness of it. I think it's good. It's like, you know, I, we've talked about this. I like it. But so I don't want to overstep. I would never kick anyone just because they're, like, you know, like, being a little bit autistic, but well, I'm just saying it's I'm an option, right? Okay. You don't, you I don't think, have I to. I think drinking a martini actually shows how dominant you are, because you know, if it were a milkshake mm. uh, to bring all the boys to your yard, you know, it, you know, it would obviously be a milkshake, right? But she's drinking a martini, and it just shows how dominant she is, especially when it comes to crypto and all these. Um, that that Luquan, like, Luquan, that's some grade A simping, but um, is that like what you're hoping? My no, like no, profile a married, picture, a, a little man. face on I'm my dude. Man. My I don't, face I don't in real life, or no bitch. But no, I'm just 
I'm just here, man. Mm-hmm. I've just been. It's, uh, it's, it's funny how like if you confront someone as a simp, like they'll like go all like renegade. Yeah, they're like, oh, like fuck you, I'm, bitch. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's no, like I'm not whereas simping. whereas I'm not myself, simping. I'll be like, yeah, you know what? Like I'll admit it, I'm simping. Like fuck, like whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's all good, right? I've just been away for five minutes, Addy. Have they understood like what what I was trying to tell them? No, I don't. Struggling? Like, well, they're they're like sort of like getting to it, but. And we just had some interesting comment that I was like, wow, you're like missing, like you're not understanding, but it's okay. We're getting there, I guess. Addy, I think like the signal that you're getting bored should be like post possums and kitties like you did. Well, that's, that's I mean, I like guys, I was like it. trying to give you a little like, oh, why is this girl like putting these, these things in here? Maybe like, wait a minute. Yeah, you expected the men to be attentive. God forbid you were just trying to brighten up my night. Hey, yeah, coach, what would have uh, what, what would Isabella do in if, if Isabella was here and like what Addie's not doing? Well, I think in part it's Addie's fault, right? Because like normal girls, they just fucking disconnect from the space. Like as soon as you do some really boring shit for an extended period, they get the fuck out of here, and then it's like their absence teaches you something. Whereas like since Addie was still here. All the guys, all the autistic guys who have quite a low level of social awareness kind of imagine that, you know, like Addie is maybe listening in the background attentively. She really cares about this stuff. You know, she's just waiting to to chime in sometime. But like, I think in reality, Addie's just like getting kind of zoned out and, and drunk and like reading her spreadsheets or something. She's just distracted. But like, so I think Addie, yeah. maybe in future, you just need to fucking leave when it's boring. That's like the social feedback these autists need. Right. Yeah, maybe I'll like consider that next time. I don't know. I'm not like a, I, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't consider myself like a particularly um, mean person. Like, I don't want to make you feel bad for it's not mean. autistic. Social feedback. Addie, who are you? <laughs> I don't know. Like, what type of question is that? Yeah, wait, so yeah, I don't know. Why are you joining us? Like that. And I haven't even, I don't even follow you. Mm. What brings you to this space tonight? I'm crazy with that uh, one. Coach, these um, sexy asses. Sefi yeah. brings her to the space. She, yeah, he well, is the, the uh, simp agent. I met him on Friday. He's a simp agent. I didn't even know what boy, the simp number meant. one. So Dana and Addie here, what they're doing is they're building. Um, uh, like ah, you should have nope. followed them right now before I tell you what <laughs> nope, they do. So, nope, no, that's what, not what they. But do. wouldn't that be? Wait, simping? first we went through this. No, first, first follow them both. Okay, everybody follow them both, don't, and then I'll tell you what do they it, do. Please, I don't want it. Please. Okay, fine. I won't tell them. No, it's I don't just silent. I'm available to fill any awkward silence as long as I'm here. Can we get another song? Oh my god, no. Would anyone like to? I don't answer? care about your opinion, Addy. I want to hear another song. Would it's, anyone like to? Answer? That's what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Then we I have a question at the top here. Have you ever had? Listen, cat, cat laugh. Have you ever had a moment that felt so perfect you remember it forever? Blush face. Have you ever had such a moment, any of you? Yes. Yes. Please tell. Was it the first the moment time I, I met Addie? Um, Timmy, uh, be sure you follow Addie uh, first before saying things like that. All right, all right. There we go. The moment I met Addie. There you go. Okay. Addie's going to be uh, Addie's going to be um, doing candles or like uh, some sort of oil oh, thing, right? Like that's what you're doing, Addy. You had like you ideas. Lead with that? Come on. Kind of. Okay, so Grin, uh, what what is your perfect moment, Grin? We we need to hear this. Um, 
I remember one time I was robo tripping, you know, like 20 years ago. I'm totally not doing that now, but uh, Wait, what's robo tripping? Robo tripping? You're a doctor. Come on, man. Oh boy, you should know this, Steffi. You don't. Come on, man. Get with it. You've, mm. you've never gone. You've never gone on Airwid and looked at what the kids are doing. You know, the psychonauts, the really bored ones are trying to figure out how to get higher. What are you talking about? Can you explain this for, like, actual regular people? You get some Robitussin that has nothing in it but DXM. You drink a bunch of it. You have a crazy time. So you're talking about lean? That's what you're saying? No, no, lean has promethazine in it. Lean is promethazine. Lean's like heroin, like Percocets, you know. No, 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 no. You guys are all pissing me off. You don't even know what you're, you don't Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to mute you. What is oh, it? Yeah, okay. I'm just being rude. Lean is lean is a cough syrup with promethazine and like opioids in it. So, yeah, opioids. Yeah, so right. like yeah. and, and Percocet. Yeah. Yeah, so but like, there's a specific there's a specific one that comes with it in it, and that's that's the yeah. No, I, I understand that. Yeah, I've just yeah. never heard the term robotripping. It's interesting. No, they're completely robo- separate. They're completely completely separate. separate. Yeah. Yeah. When you're they when got, you're done they telling the story. When you're done telling that story, I want I want to know what Sefi thinks about what that stuff does to your to your brain. But continue. I'm curious what what happened to you. I well, think suppose, supposedly, I don't supposedly it does to your brain. You can do it if you want to do yeah. it. Supposedly, uh, too much TXM can cause holes in the brain called Olney's lesions. And I don't know if that's true or not because there's not a lot of research on it. But I think it's generally innocuous compared to some things. And I probably had some early awakening type experiences messing around, really bored with cough syrup and i'm not recommending anybody to do it but a very potent very very potent hallucinogenic drug and um made me feel like super connected to the universe and made me feel like i was at the burning man and burning man but like that behind my eyelids i could see rows and rows of of purple like glistening black like in colors beyond black and purple that you can only really see when hallucinating and sort of like the stuff that like, if you close your eyes and you're really tired, you might see like some purple clouds come out, but like I could feel the geometric position of uh, infinite number of people, like all dancing along with me, like the same moves. Like if you've ever been in a barbershop or something with a mirror in front of you, a mirror behind you, that's something they also do in the LDS temple for marriages. So you can see yourself into eternity. It was kind of like that because all the movements and things mirrored my own movements. So you and felt I was like listening. a Mormon in a barbershop. That's what you're trying to talk Well, about. yes, basically. I needed you know, so that, are you, like, so, so, are you a that, Mormon? Why did you know uh, that stuff about well, the LDS Well, because well, there, there are other people who know that, but I, I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints now. I'm quite reformed in, in a very functional part of society. But at once upon a time, I was a, a lonely uh, ADHD kid who didn't know what ADHD was failing out of school and tried some Robitussin and, and ended up feeling Wait, so like he was you, dancing at a Birmingham. And yeah. Are you that's in this, Utah? Are you in like Salt Lake city or you're what? I'm not in Salt Lake city. I'm in the sticks right now, but I, I only just moved into Utah. Oh, like in, so you're in not a few months good, ago. You're not a very good Mormon then you're just, no, I'm, whatever. I'm, I'm, fr- I'm from what you just called the mission field. Any, anybody outside of Utah is in the mission. Did you, field. Go, did you go on a mission? No, I joined after I was, uh, I was like 20, I was 23. I joined oh, or 22. Fuck. You joined as an adult? Yeah, I did. I did. Wow. I think it's better to join. Honestly, I think it's better to join as an adult so you know what you're getting into. 
No way, dude. You what, wait, what, what are you doing? Wait. Oh, well, I totally thought you were trolling, but you're serious. <laughs> so, why, no, no. This is a really good, like, okay, so this is, like, what I'm looking for here. What? Wait, so why Why did you join as an adult? Like, what was, like, what was the motivating factor? Were you, like, looking for God? What What drew you to that specifically? Like, that seems like I've, um, I've never Maddie, I believe it's the holes in the brain caused by rubitussin, but I could be wrong. Oh, right. Uh, there was, He's like, this looks perfect. <laughs> actually, there was a, there was a, uh, these holes. there was a, uh, I, I spent a long time, like, really unhappy and always wanting other people's uh, attention and, and kind of, I was never happy in my own mind and my own skin. I've gotten better from Bajon, but I didn't know that I had attention problems. And so I kept hitting the same walls in what, what seemed to be like the progression I was, I was supposed to have uh, in my life. And, you know, I, I was going out to parties. I had people who were supposedly my friends, but um, in the end, like none of that really lasted and I, it didn't make me happy. So when a series of unusual events kind of led me to the, the path of the LDS church, I just decided this is about as opposite as I can go from what I tried before and what I tried before wasn't making me happy. So let me, let me give this a chance, even though I don't know how. And so it kind of started from there. I have like a follow up, and I'm not saying this, like, I, I don't know another way to say this, but it might sound like I'm joking and I'm not. So you like tried, like you're talking about having ADHD, whatever. You like you tried the Adderall, you tried the Ritalin, you know, you tried the sure. violence, like it didn't really work. So you decided to become a Mormon. No, it's it's not as simple as that. It's not as one note as that. Like, but that was part right. of my progression. Like I did actually uh Interesting. I, I was I was I guess I you know, there's there's a phrase in, in our church and maybe in some other churches that what you bring to God is a broken heart and a contrite spirit and kind of like the time in your life where where God can get in. Um is when uh, when you're as humble as you can be, like our like our old friend humble man who hasn't been around in a while. Like we're as humble as you can be is when you when you can um, find new paths because you realize that nothing else has worked. So that's why I, I found my way to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. But I'm also I know this is supposed to be an investment call, and so uh, no, because not. I understand it's we're all into lunk and everyone wants to go back to lunk. To be that. So, no, but I not. just. But I, I appreciate the chance to talk about my faith a little bit. I would, I would, I would, I would, diminish, so. I would like to. I would like to ask one question. Uh, what do you think mm -hmm. about the phrase in the Bible about a camel rather going through the hole of a needle uh, than a rich man, rich man into heaven? And especially, I think it's really uh, in the sense of this being a cryptos, crypto uh, space and people trying to get rich. Well, I think that it, it all depends on, on what you're doing with what is given to you. I see my belongings that like and my children that uh, that I have kind of a stewardship over them. Um, there's a financial advisor called Dave Ramsey. He has a Christian podcast slash radio show about getting out of debt. I found it really helpful. Um, it does. It's not too preachy as far as along with Jesus lines, but it teaches good principles. And he's not a member of my church or anything. I think he's a Christian evangelical, but. It, he gives examples of what people who are stewards over money that they feel like something's been put into their life so they can try to be good stewards over it versus like, this is my money or anything that you try to have dominion over in your life. Like, this is my woman. These are my kids. They have to do what I say. Um, this is my business. Like, it, it's more of like, I'm a steward. I'm responsible for making things, making sure these things are used for good. 
Um, I think there are people, the other thing Dave Ramsey says that really sticks with me is that um, money only amplifies what you were before. So if you were like greedy and pleasure seeking and having the money will make you more greedy, more pleasure seeking. If you were, um, if you were a servant and you um, helped people to be employed and you did other things to really give back, like then having the money allows you to do more of those things. Um, so I, I can appreciate that. And I can also appreciate some other philosophies that are, well, that's, um, that's the rules of the universe, right? So, yeah. So anyway, but, but, but you, Grin, you, I think you missed like this conversation earlier. Remember like when uh, I was asking Timmy and Tricky and others, like, like, what is the philosophy of like, you know, like your chain or your blockchain or your money or your companies that you invest in? It's like, like, do you, if you like really dig into it, it's like, you know, uh, d does that like fit the philosophy of what you think, like maybe your world should be, or like what you no, believe no, the world I, should look like? Yeah, I think no. you guys are getting to the uninteresting territory again. Yeah, I am. I am. It's but I fault. just found a tweet from February fourth that said Queen Elizabeth II will die on September eighth, twenty twenty-two. So that's pretty interesting. But I'm as free as a possum now. See you guys. Take care. Yo, did Actually, you in the space this morning, there was discussion about how we were uh, like, so this morning uh, earlier was uh, we were talking about how I was keeping the queen alive through um, through connecting like, you know, the, we were giving plasma exchanges uh, or, or, or blood, blood exchanges from like uh, 17 virgins. And we were kind of like keeping her alive all this time. Right. She made it to like 90 something. And um, like despite all of our efforts, like with it, like it's not 30 minutes after I said that, right. Then the message came out that she did in fact die. You saw that. So yeah, I, we, I tried my very best to keep her alive. It didn't work out. No, Seppi, this is like how, whenever you're somewhere and you leave, something horrible happens. That's so. just an example of that. Now the queen died. See what happened. Yeah. Hold on. So is this just so like, maybe for the better? I don't know. Is this just like old news that you guys have already seen, or is this not wild that somebody tweeted back in February that the queen will die on this exact date? Yeah, dude, that guy also predicted uh, some very interesting prices for Bitcoin and ETH. Oh, really? Interesting. That's yeah, you've got to check, check that feed, bro. So but isn't there someone somewhere around the world always predicting that like the queen or Prince yeah. William or Prince Charles or some shit's going to die? I don't know, dude. This individual's got a couple of very interesting calls. Yeah. He saying, he's a Nostradamus. He's got like a, a crystal ball. We should all like follow him. Uh, I'm just saying I'm seven? not counting out yet. I'm not counting. So apparently he's calling uh, $98,000 ETH 7M after ya one. Let's go. <laughs> one. That means. So, so that's what, what he's calling next? Or what, what is he? Uh, that next? was a prediction back in January. Does he have like an outlook for the next six months or something? V shape is like like looking for investment advice over here. Like, Actually, it looks exactly. like on that same day, but after that tweet, he posted another one that puts it at eighty-seven k. But it says, I, I don't know what the fuck language he's using. High two M after IU one. D Y O R, bro. Someone in the comments goes IU one question mark, and someone goes, "It's a new month that hasn't been invented yet." <laughs> Interesting. Um, Addy, uh, what did you think about when you heard that the, uh, the queen had uh, left this earth or whatever? Um, <laughs> like, this is going to sound so horrible, but my first reaction was like, oh, fuck, I need to like um, 
I need to set up like brand safety on my campaigns, which is like awful. But wait, what, what wait, what do you do exactly, Addy? Okay, everyone likes to throw around like, oh, Addy works in fashion. I work fashion adjacent, but I work in ad tech. Like, I'm not. Oh, like, me too. Okay. <laughs> That's wild. I just like, was everyone thinks campaign, like, I, like I, I know I sound like an idiot, but like I'm like I can follow um, some I, of what you guys talk about. Addy doesn't hey, sound Sethi, he uses like SAT words. Hey, Sethi, <laughs> coach, is uh, is somebody named Token for Tokens trying to come up? They are. Oh. Uh, yeah. There, there uh, we go. <laughs> can you get him up here? He's coming up. Seppi, what was your reaction when you found out that the queen was had dropped dead? Well, I mean, the fact that I had just been uh, in a space <laughs> is discussing the use of like him, uh, blood exchange between seventeen virgins, uh, like literally like thirty minutes before like the the announcement from the royal whatever. I don't even talk about the queen usually, right? So like I was able to <laughs> You're not, sort of, like, like channel about the queen every day. Yeah, I was like, I was able to channel this thing into like a conversation right before she died, which is kind of weird. Mm. Did you guys see like that was like, so the fucking whole, weird? Um, the whole thing that they like the the royal protocol, like it's actually so cool. Like they they for real like post something on the gates of like Buckingham Palace. I thought one of the footmen was very attractive. It's London like, Bridge has fallen. Yeah, like yo, something yo, like that. It was yo demon. You were in this so space, right? Like a couple of hours before. Um, before anyone knew that the queen was uh, dying, um, well, she died. This, she died in Scotland. So isn't remember, it Operation like, there Unicorn? There was this one guy in the in the space. He said like uh, he had a friend who was working for journalism, and then he said like, guys, short the pound, short the pound. Uh, the queen is gonna die. Blah blah blah. And yeah, it, w- it would have been a, a bad uh, buy, right? To be honest. Yeah, he was going off about it, and then one thing he was going off is the BBC. So when they posted, it's normally in like red, and then when they turned it to black, that means she already died, but they just haven't announced it yet. And he he actually brought that shit up like forty five yeah, minutes what, what, what did beforehand. He us to do like uh, except of shorting the pound, which would have been horrible to be honest. There was another thing he said like. A good investment. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. He said something about yeah, shorten a pound, and then. Man, Monty, you've got so like, like heavy machinery in the background. Big stuff that uh, I, I mean, just kind of conspiracy stuff. But it's uh, one thousand seven hundred and sixty or seventy-six days since the first Q dropped since the Queen died. Seventeen seventy-six was the year that uh, we fought for independence. So it's all a big kind of conspiracy theory, theory or what? I, I don't get it. So we're into numerology now? Well, I'm just saying that, you know, we fought 1776 when we got our independence from, from, the, from uh, the kingdom. But the, since the first Q drop, whenever they first started dropping Q markers or whatever. The Wait, what's, day, whoa, 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 died, what's, a, what's a Q marker? I think QAnon, bro. QAnon drops, yeah, Q drops. Oh, wait, we're gonna we're gonna roll down this rabbit hole. Like, what are we? No, talking no, about? but I'm just y'all talking about <laughs> weird stuff, and I'm just yeah, saying like, just, today just... was the day that she died was one thousand seven hundred and seventy six days. That's seventeen seventy six. That's when we got that's, our independence from where, Europe. That's what you call and, a coincidence, bro. Yep. 
Addie's Addie's gonna leave. Coach B is gonna leave. A lot of people said she died months ago. Yeah. Coach B. <laughs> Let me ask you a question though. Uh, what was your initial reaction when you lost your queen? Who are you talking to? To you. That's your queen. Is... Well Wait. Timmy, you're breaking up. Hey Jack, how are you? <laughs> We're just shooting the shit here. What are you up to? Good man. I was really hoping this was gonna turn into a numerology spaces. Uh yeah, well we could go down that route if it's like uh oh no, I was I was kind of, I was slightly joking, but I did one time have somebody ask when my uh time of birth was and when I was born so that they could run my birth chart to see if I was going to be successful. And that was when they decided to work with me after after that, which was one of the weirder things, but um yeah, it's it's out there. Wait, how about we all share our um our t- date and time of birth actually and I'll run that for everybody in here. Or like month at least is fine. I already know uh, some of the PM. I'm okay. I'm a Scorpio, Adi. That makes sense. Um Adi, I've got a better idea. Why don't you try and if you think you're the astrologer master, why don't you try and predict uh what uh, stars who everyone are. is? Yeah. Um, predict me predict me and I'll give I'm you like five not- I'm. I don't know if I'm like that amazing at it. I just think it's interesting. You know. I mean, I'm a girl. Like, <laughs> I think we all think it's a little interesting. But um, Scorpio. Okay, that's like an interesting one. It. I feel like a lot of it depends. So, like the things. That's someone who likes to stick someone, right? I think Steffi is what? definitely an asparagus. Um, I actually, based on what Steffi said before, I know he's either one of two things. But I th- I think I think that he's one. But anyway, that's that's beside the point. Um, but a lot of your chart actually depends not only on your sun sign, but like on other signs. Like they control different aspects of your life. So like for crypto, um, like a lot of the decisions you made would probably be based on like your Mercury because that controls like communication and work, or maybe your Mars sign because that controls like. Um, how impulsive you are and things like that so in like your risk tolerance um I don't know you know how much of it is like true but I have like a lot of Virgo in my chart and those are people that are very like um <laughs> like kind of like OCD and can be a little bit like analytical about things and really like overanalyze a lot of stuff and I'd say that that fits me to a T but then like you have your rising sign which is more like the emotional level or what you present to the outside and for me, that's in a sign that's like very, um, like, I don't know, in touch with their feelings and stuff like that. So I think a lot of people sort of shit on it and say like, oh, that's such like a girl thing. But it's actually really interesting if you look into it a little bit. And I don't know, it's just like been around for so long that you can't help but think maybe there is a little bit of truth to it or it's all just, you know, vague enough for anyone to sort of make a connection to it. But yeah, sorry for going on a tangent. No, don't. Well, do you actually um, experience like truth to it from your experience with people you got to know, and that these things that you analyzed on them? Um, yeah, for I think so. I mean, like I think I've noticed in in my life, like a lot of people that I um, am drawn to, or like that I'm friends with, or um you know if people that are 
very present in my life, whether that be like, yeah, like friends or relationships, whatever, tend to fall into like a few certain signs. Um, so I think that that's interesting, just that, you know, a lot so, of people are- Addie, like, uh, like, real quick. <laughs> so uh, you've, uh, you've heard, uh, like, Bruce here speak plenty, right? Mm-hmm. So take your guess. Let's just kind of let's we're gonna do a little astrology little test here. What do you strike him at? Like, what well, do you think he is? <laughs> I don't know. Because like, I mean, like, it, I'm just gonna sound like an idiot. But I would just say like probably, just the first instinct, just whatever you think comes to okay, mind. First instinct would be an Aquarius. But I would also think that maybe a fire sign would be p- a potential there. What a fire what? A fire what sign. So your signs are grouped into like earth, water, air, fire. Um, okay, like an element. Yeah, God, like the elemental. <laughs> but so an Aquarius isn't a fire sign actually, but that would be maybe one of my guesses. Maybe, so, okay, let's take me for example. Uh, so w- w- like w- first guess. Well, Savvy, I already know what, <laughs> like I know one, I know you're one of two things based on like, things that you've said before but so you're either a scorpio or you're a sagittarius if i were Uh, to like yeah scorpio you got it first first hit okay yeah so i was gonna say like probability wise it'd be more likely that you're a scorpio because a sagittarius more falls into november and all i knew was that you're born in november but um yeah i think oh you knew i was born in november yeah, you'd said that, and I just I always did? remember people. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I did say that. It's probably related to school or something. Yeah, it was, it was. We were talking about school, but so whenever someone says their birthday, the first thing I think is like, "Ooh, does that like line up with what I thought?" Um, and it does depend. Oh, on so what that, that kind of helps you remember but... the exact month I said because you were like you're already in that like th- line of thinking of oh yeah. Like, Hmm, like uh, you you remember people's birthday month just because like you tie it to their sign in your mind in the first place the first moment you hear it so then you like remember it i think i get it yeah but like so, I so would, is bruce still is bruce still awake i want to see what he says like did he yeah, yeah so, i'm listening i'm listening yeah so what are you aquarius uh me i'm sagittarius oh my god i'm like i'm not but i did say i said i don't know i don't that so you guys are both oh well i guess you could be in december actually but uh, we're, we're, we're considered like brothers from another mother, I think. So, but, yeah. Well, the thing is like signs that are cl- close to each other are like, it depends on when you're born and how close you are to like a cusp. But if you're on a cusp, that's like, you're cl- really, you're born very close to another sign. So like my brother, for example, is born on the day that splits Aries and Pisces and he's an Aries. Um, so he shares a lot of traits of like what maybe a Pisces would have, but I don't know. It's all very interesting, but your sun sign, which is the one that like most people know um, whether or not they're interested in astrology or not is not necessarily like the most indicative of your personality and like your sort of like inner world that has more to do with like, you'd need to know like the, I mean, you can pretty much find everything based on the exact day and year you were born, but um like your rising sign is the one thing that you need your birth time to calculate but so how would you how would you how would you uh characterize a twin just like a personal a, question a twin yes a twin i mean i think that's interesting because you share every like the exact same signs or like every aspect of your chart would be the same with your with your twin this 
well, yeah, actually every aspect would be the same because it's based on like what, the hour. What, what would they be? Well, it doesn't, it's not really like, it's not really a question of like whether or not you're in it. It all comes down to the day and the time that you were born. So it has nothing really to do with whether or not you like, I think that's, that's more of like a philosophical or like, you know, like a more spiritual question of the significance of being a twin. Have you guys heard of Estrace? It's an omni-layer astrocryptography ecosystem pioneering the use of ancient astrology within crypto by using an advanced ML algorithm to optimize on-chain yield. And I'm pretty sure that the chick who does it does astrology and it's like a astrology blockchain to like predict Wait, price. is her name? This is like actually is her name well, that's, gonna be, that's gonna be it's Marin. Yeah. oh my god that's, wait that's is it actually Marin? Be her part. yeah it is actually Marin. yeah she's, she, she's okay doing she, that, yeah. this is like one of the only things i know about crypto because because of astrology i know her a little bit she is like she's really like has been killing it for a long time and has made some like i've only followed it because i think it's interesting that she's made these like predictions but yeah she's like she is fucking killing it she like she's crazy she lives in new york and i'm from i'm not from new york i live in new york but she's super cool that's so funny but you would like to live in new york right i do live in new york yeah i lived in new york for bed not my favorite um hey who's the psychic guy you're talking about that predicted the queen's death in february yeah we need to get this guy uh, to live uh, a classic uh, and shit his Twitter's it's just some like name. It's just a very no I'll find it. I'll pipe back in when I find it. So yeah, like find Luna page and kind of pin his tweet to the top so we can go to his page through that tweet. Yeah, Sefi, I'll shoot you the tweet if you want to pin it. I'm not a co-host, but I just found it. It's Aiden Mlioxide. I don't know. I'll have you, Sefi. You can you can put you can just share it up there. It's I guess it's it. uh oh, it works. Sweet. All right. That means I have to look it up on my phone. I got you, Timmy. No worries. All right. Seth, imagine though. Imagine you though. Your if, own chart. Like, if I tell you how to do it. Imagine though, if you had like a dozen people that did this kind of thing, right? And you just followed all of those. Um, like, would you like plan your life around it or something? Who are you asking? Oh, anybody, I guess. Wait, wait, can Addy? Show us all how to follow our signs, and then we do the homework and come back. You can go to CoStar. Oh yeah, Co Star. They, it, it's that's a pretty good app. Do you use that, Addy, or does anyone use that CoStar? Yeah, I have one. It's like it, there's places that like there's um websites that are much more in detail, but like I have it just because all my friends have it, and so it's like more like a social media thing. But that will Wait, tell you I, everything. I wanted, I wanted a guess too. You've known me for all of an hour to guess me. Oh, this is hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, like... Oh, and my phone's dying. Kimmy, how is Spark going? Okay, I Head take phone. it back. Keep this Aiden dude, whatever, that predicted the Queen's death away from me. Y'all reading the other shit that's posted? He posts a lot of predictions. He says, the Earth, random I posted at the top, the Earth will be completely engulfed in flames on March 17th, 2062. So we have 40 years, just less than 40 years to live. But this is really unfortunate. We need Lunk, uh, Lunk to go up in price more rapidly then. 
Yeah, that's about when we're about to hit a dollar with luck. So he kind of screwed us on that one. It's like uh, every time like things go like a little bit to the deep end, it's like this like <laughs> Luna Classic vibe just sort of seeps into the room, right? And Eddie's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> so, like with with Luke, and maybe forgive my ignorance here, um, aren't there a lot of old large Luna holders that might show up and just like dump, or is that not a concern? Oh yeah. So I'm one of the large ones from back then, and my large accumulation was a little bit over 3,000 coins, so I don't think you need to be worried about uh, me dropping my 3,000 coins on the market. No, Jack, what happened <laughs> What happened was, uh, so if you held it at the time, uh, what happened was, is like, let's say you had um, like 10,000 Luna, right? And you felt pretty good about yourself. Um, like, you, at the time, but by the time the hyperinflation happened, in the coin supply, like your your uh, I don't know what it was, but it was like ninety nine percent down. So like you didn't go up in coin count as a result. You just simply had like ten thousand coins, whereas everybody else could buy like a billion coins or whatever it is for like you know like a few dollars or something, right? You see the problem? But like who who in the chaos ended up with like the mass of the the loop? Hmm. Uh, I think there's not a exactly a kind of like wallet analyzer like top wallet list. I think Coach was mentioning that this morning. It's it's well, I think it's was, hard to tell I mean, if there's I mean, like there a was, mega whale or something. There was like an um algorithm basically sending the loan which was printed to Binance and that was like decreasing the, the price tremendously uh, further and further. But there was there were obviously people trying to catch the knife and buying it up. And at some point, I mean, I was, uh, I was watching got... the charts. I, I remember that day. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a question for you, Jack. Like, so uh, when you guys in like, I don't know, 2017 and whatever, right. We were like formulating ideas for the cosmos. Um, I, I can't imagine in your wildest dreams, like this entire, like last year of funny, Luna Lung fiasco would have like crossed your mind as one of the probable outcomes, right? I mean, no, but I talked to Doe for the first time back in like 2019, like early 2019, probably. And I remember like thinking about the stablecoin design, and I was like, this is kind of vulnerable to bank runs. And like, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. Like, they've got all this real world adoption, they clearly know how to build, build for users. Like, I don't know. And I was never super deeply involved in the Terra ecosystem. I've been kind of a Cosmos person for a long time. So, yeah, I mean, no, I, I like hoped there would be some kind of crazy decentralized exchanges stuff on top of Cosmos. And, uh, you know, with the IBC thing, you know, I was like, hopefully people build cool stuff. So, yeah, no, it's uh, very insane, especially the scale of it was something I just was breathtaking but just look at the look at the market cap of luna classic and all these like new people that showed up just out of the blue like literally like like the people that were in original luna and the people that were in luna classic it's like the twitter spaces the discussions the youtubers the like everything was like just suddenly completely different it was so strange how quick like 
um, this interesting like uh, meme coin energy vibe just sort of came out of nowhere. It felt like, but I mean, well, part of it was coach's fault, but like, you know, like, uh, I mean, is like, that a paid influencer marketing campaign? Is there somebody like orchestrating this? No, Bruce hey, just guys. sort of like uh, started posting like a bunch of like satirical and like kind of funny shit online, like on Twitter and stuff. And then like between here and like Reddit and, like I think stock twits and like everywhere, just like this, like just virality just emerged. Right. And it may probably has to do with the fact that a lot of people already had like wallets and, you know, there was already infrastructure in place. It wasn't the barrier to entry wasn't that high. And, uh, and then, but like just the magnitude effect, uh, it, it, like just the magnitude of it is just remarkable of how quick it happened and all that. Who knows what's going to happen afterwards, but you know, thank you. We got to get so you guys back on IBC. We got to get you guys back on IBC. Can you guys they will, me? Jacob, right now, Jack. They've done it on the. They've done it on the. Uh, on the other side, I think it's just the terror guys need to do it. But um, terror rebels. I think they've spoken to Jacob and a few others. Um, terror rebels are just saying like it's going to take ages, so we need to do other things first. Do the, the do the burn tax first, and whatever else, and then we'll do that after. It's going to uh, take it's, ages. You know, it's. Do you guys do upgrades or how does that work? I don't know. I, I'm just like the the charismatic cult leader. I don't involve myself. Oh yeah, that. cool, nice, awesome. Are you working <laughs> on Celestia by any chance? I didn't catch that. Jack, are you working on Celestia by any chance? I, I mean, I, I I talked to the Celestia guys a bunch. We we're trying to get uh, Celestia IBC going. Um, there's a strong interest over on the Celestia side, but there's no one like working particularly on the problem right now. Um, we've been building a bunch of tooling for hooking new chains up to IBC and building non-standard IBC integration. So Jack, excited to start just, working on that soon. Let, yeah. let me let, let me just say this, dude. I think I can speak on behalf of like 99% of crypto participants. I look forward to getting absolutely rich to the tits with Celestia. Thank you for your hard work. I think of you as a hero. Um, you remind me of, uh, kind of like a Vitalik Buterin. Um, so I thank you, man. Thank you. Okay. Gonna... Uh, now that, uh, Wabi's done uh, gushing here. Um, exactly. yeah, you know what though? Celestia Thanks, has man. a really sexy name. Though. I, I love like you, man. You deserve the best pizza in the world. I should shake your hand. You I know? just had a five, I just had a five guys burger. It was pretty tasty. Well, I actually made a, a picture of five guys. You know, I made a few um, kind of like crypto heroes. I have uh, Big Tech's Arby. I have Ronnie representing McDonald's. I have uh, Captain Cluck to represent Cosmos. Um, I just want to say that, dude. You made these out of like little chicken nuggets or what are we talking about here? Little uh, voodoo dolls? No, dude, like, like drawings, like paintings. So I just wanted to say that, Jack. Thank you for that fat paycheck in the next two to three years, bro. I, I want to thank you, bro, because... Many people don't have the balls to just tell it how it is, man. So I love you, man. God bless you. I, I hope you stay healthy. Please stay healthy, man. For the sake of our bags. I love you. Okay, now you've met Wabi. Um, what do you think, Jack? You know, a lot of, lot of good, passionate folks in the cosmos. Um, Addy, are you still following there? You like falling asleep here? Um... I'm still here. I don't know if I was following. Oh, you're, you're, you're East, you're East coast time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's only 10 o'clock. It's not, it's not so much an issue of like, um, being physically tired. It's an issue of, uh, the conversation being 
Yeah, yeah. Goes. <laughs> Listen, go and have fun. Jack, I don't. Um, I'm not in crypto at all. I just somehow and Jack, up. she, she totally. Is you're weird. you're hanging out with the weirdos. It's great. Yeah, Jack. no, it's like my thing. Jack, she's gonna buy the top. She's gonna be the exit liquidity. So make sure to print her a nice T-shirt. Uh, no, 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 Wabi, Wabi, uh, you're, you're mistaken. <laughs> I, I got Addy to buy the exact, like, at the perfect time. She look at, She's looking at her wallet and going, oh, look, I'm getting rich. And, like, the rest of us are idiotic because, like, we yeah. lost a bunch of money, right? Wabi, I don't yeah. know if you, like, understand, actually. Like, I actually met someone a couple weeks ago, um, this girl who was also, like, on Twitter, like, years and years ago. And she is just, like, filthy rich because she just probably did stuff like this or started just talking to some, you know, little crypto guys on Twitter and they said, Oh, here's what you need to buy, you know, whatever. Dude, I literally, and now I literally, she's I literally went on I, I literally went on Okay, here we go. So anyway, and now she's like, you know, doesn't have to she didn't finish school. She doesn't have a job. She just travels all the time. Just cause she like listened and she, you know, did stuff like this. That's actually not my goal. I I don't have the tenacity to really like You also really don't listen. That's your problem. Um, yeah, but like, I think I just have different motivations in life, but I'll like take it. Can you seriously just like, let me finish. Um, okay. So here's, what's going to happen is you're just going to get removed from the speakers. But anyway, um, yeah. So I think stuff like that is cool. Like sometimes if you come in, you don't really know anything about it. People are really like, I found very, you know, friendly and stuff. So. Sorry, that's my my gist here. I just wanted to make sure you didn't think I was like somebody that actually knows like what you're talking about. <laughs> what do you say, Steph? Well, but the good news is like we we did I did uh like get you to get some Adam, which is fun. Uh we we I still haven't showed you how to like, you know, stake with a validator or something like that. Yeah, actually that's... Jack here is with Strange Love. Uh, and I think uh, he, they've got a validator. So you can kind of push some buttons and see if you can stake. Delegate with... delegate to Strange Love. There you he's, go. Not, he's not the only validator in here. There are other <laughs> competing validators. Oh, I, I'm, like, I'm sure. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, I think that that was kind of one of the most genius things we did is we made a bunch of jobs for people. And like, there are a lot of people out there who validate and it's technically possible for a large number of folks. And like, that's been a really cool thing to watch. That was super unexpected for me. It was like the growth of the validator community and like the people who kind of sprung up around that. Addy, would you like to uh, run a validator someday? That's my end goal here. That's like, I've been hiding it, but secretly, yeah. Right now, I don't even know what buttons to push to stake or whatever you said, but somebody will teach me. And then one day I'm going to like be giving you guys a run for your money with this um, validating. I don't know. I hear only Scorpios and Geminis are able to validate. Personally, Oh, is that the case? Well, yeah. then, I don't know. Maybe I'll like what? Uh, maybe some some other really. Um... You'll do something better. Yeah. Yo, oh, Jack, okay. Jack, yeah. Jack, can I ask you a question, man? Please. I want to get straight. I want to get straight to the details. Hey, man. Look, bro. Listen up here, dude. I'm gonna ask you your questions, bro. Um, is there anyone building like a liquidation engine similar to Ave on Cosmos at this moment? And if so, what's the name of that team? Because I know uh, Neutron is trying to be like Akala, like the DeFi hub of Cosmos. So I'm just looking to see if, like, if there's any sort of uh, platform being built to uh, 
that on Cosmos? Uh, I don't know. There might be a couple of teams working on that, but uh, it's a little harder to do the flash loans thing asynchronously. When you can do it all in one block, it's uh, fairly easy to code up. But if you have to uh, spread it across two different blockchains, it complicates things a lot. So uh, I think it's going to take a little while for that to pop up. I think the Osmosis guys have talked about building one of those. And um, anyway, yeah, it's a wait. On it. Jack, we don't we don't we don't have to get into the weeds at all. But I would think cross-chain flash loans are straight up impossible. But no, they're just complicated. Zach has a concept called Cinderella loans, um, and you like optimistically print token representations. Uh, um, and then you know you can actually like just like build up capital for lending. <laughs> you know, do it the hard yeah, way. So, um, so, yeah. Anyway, is the, sorry. Is the issue like funding, or is it just like on a code kind of basis? Like, is it is it? Like, does it does it have to do with anything? It's, it's gender minister like, on a code basis. Like the applications are hard to build because, like, when you're moving between two blockchains, you have to commit a block on one chain with your transaction in it, and then you have to take a proof from that and push it into another blockchain. So it's kind of slow, and you know, across that trust boundary, you lose a lot of context. So like this is part of this is what makes Cosmos able to scale is that it's multiple independent computers like talking to each other over a standard communication protocol. But like within the computers, you can do things like flash loans, but it's trapped. It's bounded by the liquidity. That's there. Did, uh, did Twitter just censor him? I do believe it did. Yeah. I Wabi, you either need to get a car which is more windproof or put your window up. Yeah, yeah, I did, I did, I did. Wabi, are you like in the car and yeah. on? Are you driving? Like, are you the one that's driving or somebody else is driving? I'll leave, I'll leave, I'll leave Eddie, that Eddie is concerned about your safety. I'm yeah, just curious. It's a safety problem right now. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't. I'll leave that up. We literally know his location now just from the GPS. <laughs> I mean, oh, well. he gets pretty, like, you know, like, invested in these spaces and stuff, so I wouldn't want him to get super distracted, and, like, we have to listen to, like, a, a car crash on the other end, like, Ooh. I don't know. Ouch, yeah, that would be, yeah. that would be something. No, no dude, uh, my, my, my LTV is at, like, 20%, so um, I, think, I think I'll be good. Hmm. Uh, okay, so... Where were we? Oh, what happened to Jack? He dropped off. I think he got. I think he got liquidated. I think uh, his liquidation hit, and um, he's currently working on deploying more. I, I think he got tired of hearing. I think he got uh, tired of getting directions to the uh, the Walmart or whatever that you got going to the background there, and he's just like, okay, I can't hear anything anymore. <laughs> he's on his way to the Solana store. I'll see so, you at twenty, Wabi. So Bruce, uh, let's uh, discuss a perfect moment uh, for you. Um, when, when's your most recent of the perfect moments? Mm, maybe, I think with a question like this, Seth, it's not like a DeFi topic. 
you shouldn't really put someone on the spot. It should be more like one of those Quaker circles. Oh, yes. it's got to emerge and bubble up from the, the... Yeah, whoever is, is kind of has the urge or it feels summoned or kind of called to speak, then they can fill the space. But there's no um, interview format. It's really just whose heart is filled with God. So is anybody's heart like filled with God right now and wants to share? But not in a pressure way. Hold on. Antero, I've been godless for decades now. You've been godless, Timmy. I think I think that's why like He has abandoned I think, me. I think that's why TFO went to zero, dude. Uh Do Kwan put that tweet saying we stray further and further away from God every day. And um he extracted yeah, you remember every tweet of his, don't you? I do. I remember everything. I remember I, I was in Dude, I was in that Discord uh, since inception in 2019, dude. I remember back uh, when um, the software on Tendermint had a tiny vulnerability a little bit after the COVID crash. Uh, tell rem- you what, Bobby, if, if I develop uh, my own blockchain or whatever, right, and Addy decides I'm already developing my own, so I'm sorry. The, the PR for it, uh, I'm going to have you join my Discord first, Wabi, because uh, so someone's so hardcore, right? You need that kind of, like, uh, like whatever like you need that kind of nerd energy right from the very beginning like like dude i i I still have i have the telegram messages uh speaking to the pylon network people and uh thor starter people to hook up that partnership that was on me i still have those messages you're gonna write a book i thought the telegram deleted after 90 days yeah, rune stats. Wait a minute. No, I screenshot. <laughs> I screenshot everything. I screenshot every single conversation that I've ever had since mm-hmm. sixth grade. What? Hey, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's that's amazing. Have, uh, we'll just we'll just surpass that. I, <laughs> was it you that was just at, Wobby? Was it you that was just asking Jack about like Kava like lending protocols, or was that someone else? No, no. But I remember trading Ava after the uh, Binance IDO in 2019. Um, but unfortunately, this year is 2018's twin brother. So, like, I think next month, uh, bulls are fucked. And uh, I think I'm going to open up another generational short on Lunk. So I think the party's over, to be honest. But um, is- I'll come back in November and save the market. With Wait, the who invited team. this guy? Who invited this father? It's not FUD, man. You have to remember that Lunk is the is the gift that keeps on giving to the upside and the downside. And when it comes to the get, when it comes to the downside, I like to get down with it. I like to get jiggy with it. Na 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 na. Lunk, lunk, lunk. Sound the King, lunk alarm. It's time to make King Wabi. King Wabi, you're 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 in it. I love it. Do you do anything with like GPT three or GPT five or four? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's seriously nerding whoa, out right whoa, there. Whoa, 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 whoa. Look here, Bell. I guarantee you she probably finds it more interesting than crypto. Do you, do, King Wabi, do you do anything with GPT-3 or GPT-4? Quick question. Okay, look, I start off my morning and I have my carnivore <laughs> protein shake with my... With no, my don't put the protein my... shake. No, 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 no. Hold on. Pantera, uh, Pantera, are you there? Uh, or uh, leopard boy, boy. He's, uh, or, he, dude, he's or, literally too Pantera stunned. Excuse me. Pantera is there. He's just fucking bored. Yeah, he's not bored, boy. Dude, he's in awe. Sorry. He's in awe of my speech, dude. I just, 
I just woke up. I fell asleep. I saw the title was "Have you, have you, you had a moment that felt so perfect? You remember it forever." And then I joined, and it was King Wabi talking, and I fell asleep. Tara, uh, me and you literally mm. go back since 2019, dude. 2019. Pantera, what are you talking about? Pantera, what Since would 2019? What Pan- happened in 2019? In 2019, uh, I think it was Sue and uh, the Wolf guy, the one who who helped with Juno. You guys were like the only ones uh, here on CT actively speaking about uh, Cosmos. Unless I'm wrong, unless I'm wrong, because I remember, I remember someone with a similar name and profile picture similar to yours, but I see that your profile is from 2021, so I could be wrong. I was banned. Mm, that was short and concise. Uh, Pantera, uh, so uh, what do you think about, uh, so Addy's thinking of uh, creating kind of a radio show, uh, like maybe like a YouTube channel. Uh, do you think she'd be a very good co-host? Um. I've never heard Addie speak, so I can't tell if she would be good at being a radio host, but judging from her profile picture, she should probably get into something that's more of like a visual medium. So I would, I would maybe go oh, in that direction. Dude, like, like so like, oh, like, Celsius Celsius. Celsius. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nuke Goldstein's wife. Uh, what? Um, you guys know Celsius that collapsed? You guys remember Nuke Goldstein? No, nobody knows who this is. What the fuck are you talking about, Wobby? For real. Nuke Goldstein was a CFO of Celsius, and the COO of Celsius <sighs> um, was a woman that looked yep. like she was on OnlyFans. And, was it a um, woman? Yeah, I think Dude, it, the it, only, it was a woman. The only porn video I've ever downloaded in my life is hers. Just I was like, this is getting scrubbed off the internet for sure, and I want proof that I'm not fever dreaming this shit. You've, you've downloaded porn? Just this one video of the Celsius COO, because I was like, oh, Celsius hired someone who literally... Uh, it, it, it's absurd. It's crazy. Like, in the video, um, they're like, what are you doing? And she's like, I don't know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just uh, DM me a link to that. I gotta see it. Yeah, that's a yeah, collectible. Right, so okay. That is a so, collectible. Good luck. Uh, if, if you want to find it on your own, you'll have to use Yandex. It's not on Google anymore. I, I don't know what the fuck Yandex is. I just exactly. You know, so just DM yeah. me. Yeah, guys, guys, let's just let's just say that like when it comes to being a liquidity providing and injecting liquidity, um, let's just say uh, that the uh, APR is pretty up there. You know, that's why Celsius was on fire for a while, right? <laughs> exactly, bro. Exactly. Wabi, you're you're going we... into like um this kind of like uh DeFi seance mode again for some reason. Um have you guys ever wanted to like when somebody starts talking and, and I'm, this isn't directed at anyone specific, I'm just sort of like pondering here. Like somebody starts talking and you're like, Oh my god, I kinda wanna like shake that person and be like, What are you talking about? Like yeah. You mean, like Wabi. Massive, you mean me or Wabi? Good look, good luck trying to shake me, dude. I'm I'm literally a fucking juggernaut. Wabi, dude. I didn't even say your name, but it's so interesting that you just assumed that I meant that I wanted to fucking shake you because it's so like, you know, just is like, it a sexual thing? Or... No, definitely no, not. Sexual. Um, Panther okay. boy, um, it's like shaken, now, not now stirred. Do you think she can be a stirred, not host? shaken. 
Dude, it's like the song says. What did you say, Sebi Wabi? I, I was asking Panther Boy if, uh, or Pantera, <laughs> if, uh, <laughs> if now that she's heard you, do you think she can be a radio host? Which I think she, he's probably heard enough. Yeah, what do you think? If he's still listening. Oh, great. He went back to sleep. Okay, so, um, yeah. Uh, I guess that means no. Hang on, were you talking to me? Addy, what's your radio show about? Um, Sethi's the creative director on it. I don't, I just say what, whatever he thinks. So what, what's been happening is like, uh, Pinter, if you follow Addy, she's going to add you to her, um, simp army. So, um, it, it'll probably be a show related to all the different shenanigans she's able to get her simps to do on in real world. Honestly, if uh, I like, sometimes Sophie, I think if I, shh, 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 shh. okay, thank you. Sophie, if I can, inter- if I Sophie, just, if I can interject okay, here. we're muting you. Um, I seriously think sometimes like if I read some of the DMS I got in like a podcast format, it would be super entertaining. I don't know. Can we get a good idea right here and now? Yeah, that's a really good idea. Yeah. I believe it. I'd listen. Yeah, let's hear an example. I think that's a good idea, but I'd love to hear it. Has Bobby sent you any DMs? Can we read those? No, he hasn't. But Uh I get a little like, what if somebody I'm like looking through, I would hope that they weren't listening because it would be a little bit But don't mention their name and anonymize it. I know, but then they would like know. This is like your own, you have your own like public beta group right now. Yeah. Beta testing group. (laughs) Um, on your podcast idea, so let's hear it. Yeah, well, we were able to get podcast host. You can't worry about things like that. Like, and we were able to get her, to them, but her nerd are... caller account from uh, I think it was like six hundred to now like close to eight hundred within a few days. It was days. less, guys. Give yourself yeah, more credit. It's been it was like five hundred, I think. Okay, so we're yeah, so we're having a lot of fun. You know, Addy, the problem Addy, is if you, we'll Addy, if you, wait, I need to hear about the long term problem. Long term, if your podcast really blows up, then you have to worry about how genuine the messages might be. Because right. now people would start reaching out to you and saying, you know, ridiculous things. Oh, like to get on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Just to get on the podcast, right? To get on right? the pod, right. And that's not as fun. You need to make sure that these are genuinely sad individuals mm-hmm. who yeah. are basically so giving into their carnal like, desires. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Yeah, something also, like, I guess we'd have to be anonymous. Having a podcast, Addy, is you're going to have to work on your delivery. You say like about seven times every 50 seconds. I've counted. Sure, but I'm a girl, so nobody really cares about that. What people want want is a big-ass dude that's built and jacked and just smokes a fucking cig, a fucking cigar, and just tells it how it is, dude. Tate's not. Yes, dude, exactly. Exactly. I mean, we've okay. already had tits in front of our face while talking about DeFi, bro. Look how that ended up, bro. Everyone got liquidated. Also, Addy, as your happen PR, again, dude. what happens when you blow up and people start saying that because Sefi's your creative director and you've just admitted that you only talk about the words on the page that Sefi has written for you, they start calling you a parrot. How are you going to handle that kind of crit- uh, criticism? I dude, can't create shit, be, by the way. Um, has to be, she just said Twitter that. Can't, yeah. Twitter also can't be the only platform. There has, right. to be, so, there has to be another platform. You have to be able to live stream and be entertaining, dude. So a podcast typically doesn't take place on Twitter anyway. Um, so that was not what I meant. But, um, 
yeah, I don't. Like, the first thing, the first thing I would recommend. All right, <laughs> number one thing, the number one fundamental error here is that these spaces for the amount of followers that Bruce and Sefi have, there is absolutely no reason why this space should not have as many as Brandon Ukraine's. Everyone here has been inside his spaces. And the fact that that, that this space can't replicate even a quarter of that when you're up here, you know, that just speaks facts. I don't make the rules. I just follow them. And that's straight facts. And Adonis and MOM are crypto natives. Sefi, I'm sure you know what the fuck I'm talking about. And that's just facts. And eventually, this little shindig, when the bear market is over, I don't know, man. If anything, I think Bruce is going to blow up. Has potential. He has potential. I don't know. Sefi and Bruce, hey, whoa, whoa. you guys get we like had, really. We had, we had 800 people this morning. That wasn't bad. We did. How the fuck did that even happen? No, it's because I yeah. lunked out it. I lunked out it. So, so it was yeah. an anomaly. Between Lunkdown and it's, our sort of like frontal attack on Binance, that pretty much did the trick. If I if I host one on Lunkdown, I get like a thousand instant just cause it's the, because they all because of Bruce. Abby, all... what what kind of content do you hope to provide to your audience? Like, is it going to be ditzy shit? Is it going to be intellectual be shit? She already said it's. She's reading the messages from her simps. I I really have a hard time listening to what you she should, says. You should do that instead of on an audio only <laughs> format, though. Mom, it won't. It wouldn't be a podcast for you if you have difficulty listening to like me speak. Yeah, you for sure. Just, like I'm just trying to provide value. Well, you know, yeah, give me the right, criticism so, but, now. But that like, way you can combat it in the field. Yeah. Later, so right? I'm not worried about my critics here. Um, never something I've been worried about because what other people people think of me is none of my business. Um, but if you don't want to listen, there's something so cool. Like one of the really cool parts about the internet and like the world today is that you could just not listen. You could even go as far as to block me, like if you really wanted to. So I think that's can, pretty cool. Can you repeat? Can you repeat what you just said, please? Can you repeat what you just said, please? No, because you should have been listening. You got fucking burned, my guy. Ah, uh, he didn't get burned. Take it easy. No, I, I, listen. If that's a burn, Tinder mint, uh, Tinder patty, I don't know. Uh, you you must be really sensitive if you think that's a burn. So you were listening to what I said then? No, I don't have to listen to what you're saying to know that just because he thinks I got burned. Because I wasn't listening. MOM, right. That's MOM, logical MOM for sure. You guys MOM, are MOM, you guys are weird. MOM, just remember, dude, you're speaking to an individual that literally lives on spaces, dog. You gotta remember that. So I So think, yeah, check I this think, out. Uh uh go 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 to the, the little uh, tweet at the top, right? Uh this morning we were able to which like one? There's like of, 50 the, the, la the last one here. So the one where we sort of like kind of went uh, against Binance, you know, and kind of like sort of in a quasi threatening way. Right. Um, pretty much after that, like, I don't know, we could draw a crowd. It's not the, the question in Twitter space is not whether you can draw a crowd. It's like whether you can draw sort of like uh, a, a group of people that are kind of a little like, you know, funny and fun. Because like, if you just want to draw a big crowd, there's all sorts of easy ways. Like, for example, the UFO crowds get pretty big. Um, like you can do something like maybe on like NFL football or some bullshit during a game and it'll get big. So yeah, there's all sorts of little like things. You, you can just like, post charts. 
with yeah, a little just, rocket on it that just goes up forever. Uh, easy. Exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. That's it's as simple as that. In marketing stuff, you just need to like, there are like eight basic needs. Like for instance, make money, uh, get security, get health, get whatever. If you promise something like this space is going to provide you with some magical information that's going to make you rich as fuck, then you get a fuckload in. I will know. So, so will what note does that. listening what does listening to simps talk to Addy or try to make contact with Addy provide? Comedy. It makes, it makes us feel good about ourselves. It's Wait, a weird. It's a weird M1 phenomenon that happens. M1. Like there are loads of virgins in the space. It's like they all start confronting Addy. They're like, Addy, what do you think about this? Addy, what do you think about this? Addy, what about your podcast? <laughs> It's like they're all fucking targeting her. Like it makes just pushing her out. It's so weird. It's, I know they're all trying to get laid, but it's wasn't like wasn't the, the topic of conversation Bruce Addy's podcast? I'm still running on that, so uh, I'm just asking questions, my guy. Wait, she didn't have a podcast. I was just suggesting maybe she could be a radio host based on her nice little voice. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. So um, like that's just my like I'm, simping for Addy, my friend here. Yeah. I mean, Can you guys do, do a little love heart if you're a virgin? Do a love heart if you're a virgin in this space. I just want to do a survey. What about you, I'm listeners? Do, do a love heart if you're a virgin. I'm scrolling down. I'm a look, dude. You have to remember that these hmm. spaces are just... Thought, God. They're, they're just to highlight Bruce's cult of personality, right? That's it. You know that, dude. Everyone else here is literally just meant to get a rise out of you. Okay, like you can ask the most simple question, you know, this, the sky is blue. And then they'll be like, oh, but maybe that's I a, that's a statement, like sir. That's a statement. Purple. Yeah, exactly. the last the last time we addressed this, Webby, you just like glitched out and fell asleep. And then we we like carried on talking. But like, where's Wabby? <laughs> remember where's when Wabby was asleep for like four hours and all we talked about was legit real stuff, right? He was like, he was like, oh, Coach Bruce is fake and he's like, he's got his like persona and whatever, right? And then like the moment he fell asleep, we talked about all of our lives and like how our like, you know, like childhoods went and like we what kind of work do. we do, everything, right? It's, it's a state of consciousness. You don't realize what real is. It's because he doesn't want to like actually accept that, you know, his frame is maybe not accurate or correct or entirely true and so he like falls asleep the second that's something look, that might look. disprove what he thinks you know comes or about. he could be like I pantera mean, i don't, I don't, I don't know memories I don't know about that you. last forever he just gets bored i don't and know falls asleep okay whatever there's a very funny thing in therapy and i i teach meditation like a third of my time i've been a meditation teacher for about like five years now and also some different um therapeutic methods and things and in therapy it's very interesting because if you tell somebody what they need to hear but their ego isn't willing to hear it yet they will literally like dissociate in that moment they won't hear it at all you can tell them like the 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 sharpest most direct truths ever and it, they won't hear it. It's like they coach, bring I was literally naked no, after I ate a shit. Lay meal. some on us right now, Coach Bruce. Look, give wait, us your wait, meditative wait. grace. Coach, you look, just all the pieces like fall together for this one friend of mine that I haven't been able to figure out. And now it all makes sense. Oh, <laughs> every it's like every person has like a dominant mental story or a dominant mental identification, whatever it is. Like, you know, people are out to get me or something like that. It's a simple one, right? You know, uh, people have like kind of a persecution or a victim thing quite commonly these days. But it's like they have that dominant mental story. And if you are to point that out, they'll either feel like Coach, you're the you're Coach, the new pleaser and they'll try to get them or something, or they'll dissociate. It's very interesting. They won't be able to hear it. Coach, uh, it's kind of uh, the same vein. 
just a frame. It's kind of like the same thing. Most people are too stupid to realize like how dumb they're being. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. Like it's often brought up in response in uh, conversations about like super conspiracy nuts or something where yeah, like don't have the IQ to understand how much they don't know. Sort of, but this is more like the wisdom component, right? Like like that is more like Dunning-Kruger effect and stuff. What I'm talking about is. it's more like the nature of mind. It's more like mind is a machine that, that tries to confirm its own beliefs. It's just how it works. And it glitches out when it can't. <laughs> it's a really yeah. weird filter. Dude, I, was literally, I was literally naked after I had a big-ass meal, and I fell asleep, and it was 6 a.m. And you guys were running a 24-7 space. That's just facts, dude. All right, just like how I'm naked right now, sipping on my protein yeah, shake we're having, while uh, we're having a great like time. Do what sharing you do. this information. Like, what was the? Why did you need to say you were naked though? What kind of picture? I I, I don't know. Do you do you want to? Maybe, maybe maybe you can write a book on me, right? I um Adonis wasn't wasn't Adonis wasn't it you, my man, that uh, you told me that I fell asleep and they were just ranking on me, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I got up super early, jumped in the. Um, no, uh, Wabby, dude, uh, we rank on you like right here, right now. Don't fucking make it sound like we wouldn't do it if you were here. Like, that's just ridiculous. It's rid- what the hell, guys? Like, we're not just like, <laughs> we're not being malicious yeah. or anything. Get out of here. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, but yeah, but you got you guys mute me whenever I want to speak my point, dude. You know what I'm saying, that's man? That's me and doing I, that. And, and that's I, not them. Don't let, worry. See, that's why I boot you off of my space, dog. <laughs> Like, no, you so put me on ugly, dude. Well, I was actually just telling coaches. I said one time I went into a space and I, like, you asked me about Trump and I paused and like I was I was out <laughs> immediately. Addy, what would you do with your life if Adonis, you were dude? Adonis, pull a plug, dude. Pull a plug, bro. That's enough, dude. I need you to initiate Operation Armageddon, dude. Just do it, bro. Blow it <laughs> up. Blow it up, dude. I've, I've had enough of this lady, dude. I've had enough. I come in here. We're in. Anyway. Yeah. So the thing is, like, it goes into this, like, circular, like, pattern, right? It's like the conversation can't go anywhere when it's, like, always, like, this, like, you know, like this circular logic about the same story over and 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 over. Like, I just keep doing this all day long, right? Let's invite Adonis up and just ask him Adonis, whenever Wabby speaks of you, he speaks of you as, like, oh, he's connecting. Adonis, can you hear me now? Yeah, I don't know why I got booted. That was fucked up. I didn't do anything. Is, uh, is that Adonis? Yeah, it's I Adonis. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, gonna... I've never seen Coach Bruce speechless before. I was going to ask you, Adonis. Um, whenever Wabby speaks of you, he speaks of you like a little kind of servant butler being who follows him around and like, uh, you know, Wabby says like, "Let's leave, Adonis," and you have to follow him. Is that how you feel? Like, do you feel in some sense submissive to him? No, absolutely not, dude. He didn't say "Let's leave." He told me to pull Operation Killwind, dude. That's me pulling the plug. Right, but he's like the military commander, and you're like, nah, dude. We're tag team partners in the ECW, bro. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was part one of a two-part sci-fi space: How to Run a Cult. Recorded on Thursday, September 8th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening.
Digging in the dirt, trying to find the treasure. Learning how to mix this business with pleasure. I'm kicking a lecture, spitting conjecture. High as a bird while I'm flipping the gesture. Living like a jester, infesting these extras. Dissecting a mess, an eagle looking headstrong. If in a Tesmo, the spit in his next world. And if you don't agree with well, it, I'm afraid you're dead wrong. So leave the mess hall and clean your plates up. I can't believe the rest of y'all feed on makeup. Bereavement breakup to rearrange your wake up. Big ol' bloody mess like a scene from Braveheart. Driving race cars to beat the fate. It's hard to meet your maker when the features ain't marked. Trying to slide underneath the paywall. I'm afraid this motherfucker's gone AWOL. You had better unfuck yourself or I will unscrew your head and kick down your neck! Sir, yes, sir! Private Joker, why did you join my beloved gold? Sir, to kill, sir! No, you're a killer! Sir, yes, sir! Let me see your war face! Sir! You got a war face? Ah! That's a war face! Now let me see your war face! on the earth trying to mine some headspace give a little gift like I'm lifted dead weights the risk of resting kicks the nest egg square in the nuts y'all feeling testy three swept in no need of resting the least depressing so sweet but messy I need the best day to keep professing and hope my body doesn't leave behind a red stain pouring out little liquor for the dead states while the rest wait and bleed domestic no means to gestate breeds the best cake beauty on the back of the queen she just ate so take a little dive down a K-hole while I flip the B-roll right into A-roll and make the payroll go a little further. Replace the merger with the tainted version. Spaces.